Yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by the pal master, Matty Key. Yeah. I am a pal master. It sounds like kind of like a double entendre, though. So that sounds I mean, slightly sexual. I mean, the same is double entendre. Slightly sexual. You can put an ad on Kijiji or Craigslist. Back pages. Remember back pages? Yo, who remembers back pages? I'm pretty sure back pages is legal now. Well, I know like Craigslist, you can't put like shit like that on Craigslist anymore. I think classifieds period is no longer on Craigslist. I think they just removed the entire thing. I'm going to check right now. (laughs) Because I think that was the issue because like, yeah, they tried to remove the adult content from from Craigslist, but then they just start putting in like therapeutic areas like they just find different places to put it it's so funny because yeah. like considering today's subject matter i'm talking about like back pages <laughs> and craigslist probably shouldn't well the, there those are cheaper ways to accomplish a similar goal um yeah we'll get to that in a second we're also joined by the man who finally has some gold shades mr james key dude it happened and wildly i might add but i now have and am a proud owner of not one, but two pairs of blender sunglasses, much like my present company. I have the black pair and the gold pair now. So now we can all uh, get together and look at each other <laughs> while wearing these sunglasses. I don't know, but I'm never taking them off. What we probably should do at some point is get like a photo shoot done and we'll all be wearing our prime shades and we'll grab some prime bottles as well that'll be the Mm. cover photo yeah we could do that we'll send it to logan paul and be like yo and then send it to prime time be like yo and i don't know what will happen like that's it just send like all it says is yo (laughs) and then we can be we can send out a uh like a press release saying we are now the official distributors of us wearing prime sunglasses and holding prime bottles as if it was like some big major thing. Yeah. Yeah, we are now officially Prime Boys, as Prime as you can possibly get. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are like hardcore Prime Boys because of the drink. Yo, you see Austin Matthews has his own flavor? Many, honestly. Yeah, he does Austin Matthews has his own flavor. What is it called? AM34. I know, I'm so creative. Is it like <laughs> so very creative. When can it be purchased? So I don't know, but I imagine it's going to be $9. Like that bottle of lemon that I paid $9 for, and then it was in Walmart the next week, which kind for of like me two fifty. Yeah. But I don't know what flavor it is. I am curious what flavor Logan Paul had during his Royal Rumble entrance, because that was a black and gold bottle I've never seen before. Right. Austin Matthews flavor tastes like 40 goals. That's what it tastes like before the All-Star break. Yeah, that's it's for a whole lot more. It's his pace is nuts. And the pace of this show is going to be all over the place because we have a number of stories to talk about that are going to be uh, quite the roller coaster. We're going to talk about Ilya Samsonov, Hockey Canada, Vince McMahon, Netflix, the NFL Conference Championship Weekend, and our predictions for the Taylor Swift Bowl. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on this week's episode of 43.6, which of course is brought to you by Now Your Treasures, which we'll talk a bit more about later. But first, we do need to talk about what's been going on in our lives over the past week since the last time we had 
moment to discuss things on this podcast. We already know that James has new sunglasses, two pairs actually, and we already know Maddie has become a pal master. What else, guys? Uh, what else, indeed? I mean, because you've been hard into power world. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, it's because like once you hit level thirty, it's a grind. Like it's a vicious, vicious grind. Um, the leveling scales way up after that. Um, like it's it's almost a, it's a borderline like Korean RPG type thing, because like Korean RPGs like a uh, Black Desert and shit like that, you can breeze to level fifty. What's with the head tilt? Jim looks like an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, the, it's the glasses that are like weighing his face down. Um, like in a game like Black Desert, you can get to level 50 in like two days um, and without even really trying. But then <clears throat> after that, it takes like a month to get another level and it takes forever. So I, it kind of feels like that, but no, nah, it's good. I mean, after a while though, you just kind of, keep doing the same shit so <laughs> i seriously thought james was frozen there for a second like he was <laughs> holding that in such a way i'm trying to like look at the reflection of his glasses to see if i can see myself moving in it <laughs> but he wasn't um you've seen all of the tiktoks and stuff of pal world have you yeah. seen the one where okay I, I, I haven't played much pal world since last week since you guys abandoned me on game pass and went to steam but apparently there's a an item that's like a rope you can hang a pal with. Have you seen this? Well, there's a trap. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe that's what it was. So I saw a guy who had just like a row of these traps and pals hanging from all the traps. And he put like a campfire underneath all of them and he just burned them to death. I'm like, this is this is wild, man. This game is something. You know what? Just think of what you're going to come to, though when it goes cross-platform like cross-play between steam and xbox and everything you're gonna come in and hit the ground running like you want all you have to do is go out and catch to your heart's content i don't like how i hear things like roasting pals and everyone's like this is the pokemon game you always wanted i'm like no no it's not i don't want to roast my pokemon hanging from trees it's 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 similar to grand theft auto in that like there are things for you to do and then there's things that people do on their own. And like the game doesn't stop you from doing it. It's like in Red Dead where <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the character was protesting, but there's like a female character protesting something in the town square. And it might have been like women's rights or something because the game obviously takes place in a different time period. And then like the player hogtied her to the back of a horse and just drug, dragged her out into the woods. It's like that is so awful, but hilarious. And, like, the game isn't telling you to do these things, right? But it's just what you come up with to entertain yourself. And obviously, it's a joke. But, you know, there will be some people who will be very upset about this. This The thing with this game, though, is outside of the viciousness that you can have for, like, towards the pals and stuff, do you think Nintendo and the Pokemon Company and Game Freak and all that stuff take a serious look at this and say we need to be better or do you think they're just like no we know we'll still sell regardless i think there's definitely conversations about it i think they're definitely looking at ways to sue (laughs) the best to their ability i don't know if they're going to be able to obviously there's a whole bunch of defenses that could be in you know in place to prevent any lawsuit but 
And I remember last week I also said most of the game is made in AI. That's not necessarily true. That's what speculation is. So I should probably correct that. The assumption is that a lot of this is done in AI. Don't know if it actually is or not. But yeah, I think Nintendo absolutely has to at least take a look at this and say, okay, how can we do this as well? Like it's, I mean, it's better in every way. Yeah, uh, a lot of actually it's that's kind of dominated a lot of like TikTok and reels and stuff on Instagram is the um, you get like a lot of fair rights lawyers and kind of copyright lawyers and shit like that that are kind of weighing in and they're saying there's from their point of view, there's not a lot Nintendo can do. Now, obviously, Nintendo has infinitely more resources in terms of money and lawyers that I'm sure that goes a long way um, as well as pull with whatever court this would be filed in. But the problem is, is um, I guess it, it, when it comes down to it is you can reference or use things that are similar as long as it's not outright exactly the same and not using the same code. Like there's a thing that came out today where there's, I guess, one data mine that someone found and it's literally just a black version of the Mega Mewtwo. Well, yeah, like all of these pals in a lot of ways, they are very similar. So I what I think would be funny. Like if you think about how much money Nintendo has, instead of wasting all these resources on lawyers and whatever, make, just make, them, an, make them an offer. Like, hey, we'll mm. buy you for a billion dollars. Or whatever the number is, right? Like, we'll, we'll buy your studio and then you just reskin it all as Pokemon and then you attach your machine to it and it'll sell, you know, two times as many units. But probably not, though, because like the benefit that Pal World has is the PC audience, right? I don't think the, the Switch audience is the same audience. Obviously, there are, yeah, plenty of nerds who have everything. But I still think there is a clear delineation of Switch users and theme users mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah like i i just think there, there'd be no point in that for to like i guess them pay that much because i mean nintendo might want to but for them they'd be like people are gonna mod it anyway like there's already the pokemon reskin mod on steam and shit like that so yeah but they got a cease and desist from nintendo it's already gone so oh, is it really oh yeah it's already gone <laughs> that's it's long gone so I'm just saying maybe that's an option if you want to just capitalize on it, right? Like if you're Nintendo, instead of spending the next three years developing something like this, mm-hmm. hard done. Let's buy it. Yeah. Can't beat them, join so, them. Just go the Xbox route. Like instead of <laughs> making all these games, we're going to buy up all these studios. And now look at Xbox Game Studios. It's all there for you. Think of beauty. Yeah. Xbox Game Studios. Sheesh. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic <laughs> as well. Um, anyways, I don't know if we'll have time to get into that one. James, not for, not, not for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a completely different video game podcast, even though we've talked about video games for the past 10 minutes. James. Uh, I took my daughter skating for the first time yesterday, which was wow. my brother. With the aforementioned daughter. skates that you purchased last week. Yeah, yeah. And my brother came and we, we had her out there and she was pretty damn good man for first 45 minutes um you know she's getting familiar with just having them on getting comfy and getting her balance on the ice she had a blast 
I was behind her most of the time because I was holding her up or just making sure she had one of those like push things to to kind of keep her upright. But from what everyone said, she had a smile on her face the entire time. Um, and now she's asking me to go every Sunday. Now she wants to go skating, which is great. So and man, <clears throat> public skating is still like really popular. Like I thought maybe it'd be one of those things that kind of waned in popularity over time. But man, it was packed out there. Like there is a there is a group of people that are like, I'm just gonna go skating. You know? Like I skate because I, you know, play hockey and my brother skates because he plays hockey and but there are some people that are just like, I just skate, you know? And mm-hmm. I guess it's kinda like running, you know? Like you could run for basketball, but some people just run, right? I just go running. Like I'm not one of them. But yeah. It was crazy to see how many... There's this fucking one wild guy, man. So they turn on the, the radio music. <laughs> and uh, this one guy, he was decked out in a Matt Sundin jersey. Uh, just dancing along to the music in the learner's area. This guy was absolutely loving oh, it. Like, fucking fancy like he, footwork. He At one point, he stopped and he pointed up to the ceiling yeah. and put his head back. A la, and then yeah. went for the moves. I almost said to him when he did that, I said to my brother, I was like, I was going to skate by them and go, we the ones. Because <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like he had his one finger up to the sky. And I was like, look at this guy but, go. But that was. Yeah. He was, he was vibing for sure. And he was coming up to the cones, yeah. doing, going fast to the cone, then hard cut at the cone. I was like, yeah. oh boy, here invested. we go. This guy's going to hit some little kid. Emotionally invested for sure. So that was the, the that and we've, we've been playing spider-man again because she's motivated to pick it up so we've been playing through it again so now i'm officially about 30 percent the way through and when you say spider-man you mean spider-man 2 yeah yeah no he means spider-man 2 yes dos. my game of the year last year like i'm still okay slowly getting through alan wake 2 but it's not going to pass spider-man 2 spider-man 2 is best there's one thing about spider-man 2 and i was telling my brother today that prevents it from being anywhere close to game of the year for me and it seems menial mm-hmm. but it, there's a big problem Every boss fight has been, oh, beat him. Meter goes back up. Do it again. Meter goes back up. Do it three times, and then you're good. I mean, like to me, that's lazy. That's, there's a lot of and, games that do that, right? And that's why those games aren't game of the year. Um, you those, sure? Because I feel like God of War uh, won a game of the year and did that too, didn't it? Which one? Which game? God of War. Twenty eighteen. Did it have that? I didn't play it. That's but probably it wasn't every. Bo- it wasn't every boss fight. This, this is one literally felt- every boss fight. Yeah, this one, like, like the, I think it was the Craven. Yeah, like every time I fought Craven or even the Lee fight, it's like, okay. Like when you're Miles and you're fighting Lee in the arena. It's like, no, okay, I, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. But it, I mean, yeah, that's a lot it's of just like, that. <laughs> at, at some point, why not just, why not just make the higher health and it have to chip yeah. down more? Like, I agree. Or, yeah. Like, well, that's what Souls games do, right? Like, it takes for fucking ever. Like, and I don't, it's not going to take as long as a Souls boss, but like, it just doesn't have to be three times. Like, just have a, a, a midpoint cutscene if you want and just keep yeah. going. Like, it's, it, to me, it's more discouraging. And maybe that's what, it, maybe, actually, you know what? Dawned on me. Maybe that's what I meant to feel. Maybe I meant to feel discouraged like Spider Man would and be like, really? But I don't know. That's like my one gripe with the game. Otherwise, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. Um, I do have breaking news, though. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, my breaking news is that uh, Callie Dercole has followed me on Twitter. 
Oh man, can we talk about this? I Ooh, also just got followed by Leanne Sinner. Okay, how is Elon asleep at the wheel? Okay, this Dude, guy promised I, us. I get bots. these notifications every day that I have yep. a new follower, and it's always like some attractive profile picture, and you know it's just some like fat dude in a factory somewhere in New Delhi, and you're like, all right, well, cool. Like <laughs> this is, and I don't like, I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, at all, which is also weird because like I use that way more than anything Ooh. else, but I still have like maybe twice as many followers on Instagram that do Twitter. I got, but like Twitter's one where the bots. So how come all these bots aren't adding up my Twitter account? Like, if, with all these ridiculous bots I got, I feel like they follow you and then unfollow you immediately or something like that. I don't know. I, yeah, like, I just remember I, Elon being like, "This I, is good. We're, I'm going to go private, not bot. They're going to remove the bots," and he's done none of that. In fact, I think it's gotten worse. It's worse. It's yeah. got far worse. Yeah. I I get them on Instagram, like the the bot follows on Instagram, and I think it's because my shit's private, and so mm. it, it like triggers something. But I'm also, it's so annoying to the point where it's like, I've even denied people that I know because I'm like, might be bought. Yeah. I just, I just don't understand. Like, I guess that's what you get for firing the staff. <laughs> like all like, the, oh yeah, all, all the engineers and coders. Yeah. Like and, this is... and probably, and probably have zero process for, um, like proper, I guess, development. <laughs> for like yeah. tech development um because like usually what happens is is you got to promote things up through different like lower environments and shit like that he's probably just like i want to do this just put it in there just make sure like your code looks good and runs good in one environment and just throw it into production and it's just i don't know i i have a serious dislike of that dude because he just strikes me as he strikes me as that dude who just tries so hard to be liked and just looks like a total idiot doing it. Is I don't yeah. know if that's just me. I mean, he's like that, that kid who's like, yeah, did you see this meme? Did you see this meme? It's like, dude, we saw that three weeks ago. Yeah, or like he watched, he like everyone watches a show and he never watched it. And then he finally gets around to watching it and makes jokes from the show. Six months later, people are like, dude, that's we're we're moving on. I need that cherry freeze prime right now. Dustin just showed the prime drink yeah so they are drink. available now because I was, instagram account i follow soda pop bros or something like that uh they were a sponsor at one of the greek town wrestling events back when i used to do commentary there and they gave out like a bunch of free samples so anyways i was following i follow them and they just posted that they have it in stock so it's in the wild somewhere the austin matthews prime as well as the new cherry pop one or the fuck it's called cherry the cherry be good Cherry freeze yeah looks cool uh, i may try it we'll see because I, I know, uh, I think for a fact that I am very much influenced in some ways that I don't realize I am. Like, obviously, we're playing up the whole Prime thing. But there is something I realized this week. I was, for no reason at all, doing a rewatch of the X-Men movies. And I was watching X2. X-Men, you know. Unrelated to this... I, back in the day, always wanted a Mazda RX-8. If you guys remember the RX-8. Of course. Tony well, Stark drove it in Iron Man 1. Did he drive an Iron Man 1? Fuck me. Oh, so, no. They say that was an Audi R8, not an RX-8. So the Mazda RX-8, it's a rotary engine, and, and that's part of the reason why I don't make them anymore. <laughs> and 
it had like this weird door that would open like the other way. Anyways, um, I was watching X2 and then Wolverine steals Cyclops car and it's a Mazda RX-8 and it's this cool looking blue. And not only that, but like the RX-8 logo, like badge on the back of the car, the X was larger than all the other text. And if you look up that exact vehicle, the it was like a promotional vehicle that they had. It was only so many were made. And that blue was called Mutant Blue. And I'm looking up all the year on it. I'm like, this was the fucking year I turned 16 when this movie came out. I would have seen this movie in theaters. Did I only want this car because of this stupid X-Men movie? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Dude, that that they make you want planted. the car. That's yeah. planted so long ago and it's blossoming now. Yeah. The funny thing is, is you could probably find that car today and buy it. Uh, so I did look it up and there is a blue one available on auto traders, pretty low kilometers too, but it's like $10,000. It's like, nope. That's <laughs> uh, you know what? Buying some uh, Pokemon cards here and there is one thing, but going out and buying a $10,000 vehicle just for the fun of it, I think is uh, yeah, trade your car. And you might, you gotta get the credit on your car too. I don't think I'll get anything for my car at this point. My car is 14 years old and this would be even older. So I was looking at the one I saw on auto trader was like a 2004 or something. So it'd be a 20 year old vehicle. So I'll be trading in a 14 year old vehicle for a 20 year old vehicle and so, paying $10,000 more. Speaking of that. So when final fantasy 15 came out in the game, because it was more modern in terms of like city than it was like high fantasy, like 16 was, um, the dude, the king, had a car called the Star of Lucius. It was an R8 in the game, like an Audi R8. So Audi made one, and it's out in the wild. Someone bought it um, or, like, won it and now owns it or sold it or whatever. But there's only one of these, and it's a specially designed R8 with, like, Final Fantasy 15 kind of, like, design to it. So there's, like floral vine filigree on like the wheel well and on like the door caps and things like that it's honestly like a gorgeous vehicle it's all white on the inside it's it's so sick i want it but the thing i think they said to buy it is a couple milli if i won that 70 milli jimmy i'd be getting i, just, that I love how like <laughs> those like Though when when I see things that are like that, you know, you're, you're like, there's one of one car. It's probably a million. Like, I don't want it because, like, there's not even a chance. Like, my want gets slashed because I know that, like, like my brain just automatically disqualifies want. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point in even wanting No, I don't. I, I, I don't know what you mean. No, I get it. You know what it's I mean? It's kind of like, like you're, never, you're never going to get close enough to fucking sniff it, let alone... <laughs> Let alone driving it, right? Right, exactly. You know, it, it, the closer okay, I get, yeah. the closer I get to jail. Like that's probably, you know, like the. No, I thought you meant like place. I thought you meant like if you want it, you wouldn't want it because it's like, well, what are you gonna do with it? Kind of thing. Like, no, <clears throat> I meant that it's so far from reality that my brain just goes, "Stop it, get some help." <laughs> I yeah, but I mean, if you won seventy million, would you think that? Yeah, my brain would be turned back on. <laughs> like it would be like. <laughs> Go and get it. Okay. Things unlock once you become rich. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Guaranteed. Yeah. I'll say this. Someone said to me, they were like 70 million. What would you do? I was like, yeah, obviously I would help a lot of people, you know, like, you know, I 
buy like a sick house at the same time (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) office space uh yeah that's a line from a movie yeah in the uh not in the lawsuit that we're going to talk about later diedrich bader um but someone said to me they were just like like what would you do because like you could never get through it i was like i could eat i could probably burn through 70 million it's sad to say i could do it without breaking a sweat of course you could i mean there's so many like I was looking at a house in Florida recently because I was like, what if I did win the lottery? It would be cool if I could like go to Disney World whenever I want. So let's buy a house near Disney World. Oh, this one's cool. It has a Star Wars room. How much is this house? 20 million US dollars. Like, okay. <laughs> like you get a couple of those and your money's gone, right? Right. Yeah. See, so, but like, that's what, what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't buy a house in Florida. I would just go to Disney a lot and just buy like the nicest suite when I'm there. But I would have a house here by Jim's house. Um, probably buy like a penthouse in Korea or something like that. Cause we travel there a fair bit. Um, and then maybe one out in like California cause we do have friends out there and we could go out there a little bit, but it, it's not even like the real estate that would, I would burn through the money with. It would be like dumb shit, like a two and a half million dollar Audi R8, one of one final fantasy 15 R8 car or, um, and or just like signed autograph Muhammad Ali gloves and it's just like dumb shit you would never you know or just being like hey guys trip we're gonna do the major four sports championships in a year so it'd be like get a plane all of us tickets and go to like the Super Bowl NBA championships World Series and cup final you know in a year I, I would sick. be the reverse Mr. Beast I know we've had this conversation before when I was younger we're just being really selfish true. Not really selfish. I think we had a conversation be, last week, actually. <laughs> I'd just be really ignorant. Like I'd be like, I'm gonna shit on ten thousand dollars and see who picks it up, see who really <laughs> wants this ten thousand dollars. I I said what I would do is I'd pay like stupid money for people just do dumb shit, just right? entertain me, jester and, and dance dang, monkey. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> or that's someone. Someone's like, oh, like how would you quit? And I was like, I wouldn't quit. I would just stop going. And then they're like, why? I'm like, what are they going to do? I would get paid for like two more weeks until they list me as job abandonment. So I get like an extra, you know, a couple paychecks. And so what are they going to be like? Oh, you're fired. You can't come back. I'd be like, bro, I just got 70 mil. Dude, I was just, I'm thinking of just the dumbest shit I would do. I would make them eat like those jelly beans from Harry Potter, but like only the boogers ones until they puked. just all boogers. Yeah, just until die. they puked. I'd be like, if you, can, if you do it until you puke, it's 20 grand. Like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, stupid shit like that. Rever- or reverse I, Mr. Beast. And my name's Jimmy. Or if I, <laughs> there you go. If I was gonna quit though, I would make it like a spectacle. I would hire a marching band and you I would said get you like just wouldn't go and now it's a spectacle. Right, but it would be one or the other. I would just either stop going or I'd make like a big spectacle downtown. Marching band would be fantastic. If you had your own parade, oh my god. <laughs> just to close the streets down Dude, in the city, have a parade. You have your own parade? It <laughs> goes in front of your office. You walk out of the office into the parade. (laughs) Just walk onto the float. That would be amazing. I would, you know what I would do? I would hire my chemical romance to play the black parade in a parade. Just to play you out. And then you got to dance like the Joker from Batman 88. Done. Top of the float. That's what I I think we have a plan here. So, okay. So someone has to give us 70 mil. Yeah. We don't have to win it. Someone could just give it to us too. I would just I would just fastball 
$15,000 into my boss's office and be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> just crumpled up into a ball. And yeah. Just... yeah, I'm just paying you for me to leave. See ya. You're like, that doesn't make sense. I don't care. I'm rich. Fuck, what do I care? Yeah, it would be... I would That's what I mean. I like my brain would go into hyperactivity. I would just I would not know what to do with myself. So much so that the things that I would do would be fucking dumb. So yeah. Anyway, well, there's also the Royal Rumble this weekend. Did you guys uh, catch any of that? I did watch along. I did not. I like was reading along as it went on, but I didn't watch. James, what do you think? Um. Okay, are we going to talk about like the press conference and the other topics? Yes. Okay, so I'll leave that. Uh, the actual event itself, dude, I think it's weird watching an event that has only four matches. Like, it was the most anti-indie card. Like, it's like, you'll do 15 matches, we'll do four. Um, I thought, like, the men's Fatal 4-Way was, was way better than I thought it had any reason to be, considering that these guys had, like, no connection to each other. You know what I mean? Like the only connection, which I actually thought was kind of cool is that they all legitimately have beef with Roman. Like, it's not like guy a walks in and wants, just wants a title shot. Like they all have legitimate beef, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and then every single time, you know, and I wanted, I did kind of a, like a science test for science with uh, Roman Reigns' theme. And I like put it on in my car and there is, there is okay. something. Okay. So hear me out. I wanted to know, like, there is something about how they've figured out how to present Roman that I am quite possibly sure his presence is the greatest of all time. Like there it's, there's something when the initial notes of the music hits, like you just know that like, when they say he's the the end boss, like the final boss, like that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm about to encounter the final boss of a video game. And it's, the way I describe it is that they have repackaged him to be a god. Yes, it's on his shirt. Right. So it's he is above everyone else, and like the music gives you that vibe. It it's the aura, right? Yeah, it's wild. Like. It might be the best achievement in sports entertainment of all time, finding a way to present someone at that level. And what scares me about it is that I don't know what happens after. And I think it scares them too. Because I don't know that you're ever going to have this weight of that person in that position if for a very long time. And yeah, it's just in this meaningless fatal four-way. I was like, "Oh shit," and I, I'm 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 a nerd. I'm a you call me one of them smart marks. Like I, I've I've done things, and and I to have that reaction from someone like that is I've done I've done things. I've done, I've done I've seen things. things. <laughs> I've seen and done things in in the world. To have that reaction from someone like that, like like elicit out of me, is kind of weird. But it's it's so epic. Um, the women's Royal Rumble was good. I thought it was better than the men's for what what they were. Um, I think it's cool that they're able to work with other companies like TNA to bring in a, a Jordan Grace like they did the Mickey James the one time. 
Um, I thought she looked insanely like she belongs there more than TNA. Yep. Which uh, I thought was awesome. Jade Cargill is a million dollars out the bat. They did right by her by making people wait. Shout out to Steve Brown. Um, and the men's was okay. I would have thought there would have been more surprises. Uh, Andrade was awesome. I feel like a lot of what went on through that match into some disarray. Um, but I don't well, know. Well, here's the again, but here's the Roman the thing. thing when Cody won, and then he pointed at Roman, and Roman's reaction like it looked at me like it looked like a movie. Like I'm watching good guy and bad guy. Like I had that feeling of like. Reigns was like, this is impossible. How could this be? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do now? Like, he looked threatened, and that's great. That's what you want. What a concept, eh? Like, have a good guy versus a bad guy. That's uh, amazing. Some people don't understand that because uh, they're too progressive, and they know what, you know, wrestling is uh, evolved. We don't have good guys versus bad guys anymore. We're all just, I don't know, bowls of cereal that no one gives a fuck about. We don't, we don't care strongly one way or another about you. So yeah. just guys having matches and that's uh, the business model for other wrestling companies. But yeah. nevertheless, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought the men's rumble, you're right, lacked surprises, but I think what that means, it's a testament to how many stars they have in the roster right now where it's like, Oh, that number 30 is like, Oh, it's Sami Zayn. Well, I like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's a big star. <laughs> like, so that's, that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, and a lot of the threads throughout the match made sense. Like having Jimmy versus Jay right off the top, I thought was really cool. Like there's so many different things that they added along the way. The R-Truth thing was so fun. Dude, most people, I, I called it when he came out for the women's match. I like, watch, he'll come out at 24 for the men's. And he did, which is great. Yeah. Because well, yeah, he got his... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was thinking when that happened, I was like, oh man, his number is 24 for the men's. Does that mean he's not going to come out at 24 and someone else will in his in his place or whatever? And obviously that didn't happen. Allegedly, Pat McAfee says he wasn't told that he was entering the Rumble, which I don't believe for a second. Yeah, but it, it was it's, it's fun to think about. And then allegedly, Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in the Braun Breaker spot. But uh, yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that later. We should get to sports, though. Uh, before we do that, James, I did drop into the chat the... Uh, the house I was talking about when at your leisure, flip through the pictures and you'll know it when you see it. Honestly, the, the house is fine, but like if you're paying that much, it could look a lot better in on the inside, outside of the one room. Oh, for sure. I, mean, nice I would house. never pay. I would never pay this much for this house. I would probably just buy a nicer house and do the exact same thing they did here. Except in more fraction rooms. of the cost, but, yeah, but better. It's <laughs> and, too, and in more it's rooms. too foo uh, I don't even, know what that means. No, it's not even that. It's just it looks poorly optimized. It looks in like, terms like, of like it looks like a Kardashian episode. Not even like it's not. It's like I said, it ignore, looks like ignore everything about the house except other the than one room. The one thing. Okay, there it is. Yeah, I'm in the Millennium Falcon. So, I would so do one room okay, as so, the Falcon. One is like a Jedi temple. One is like a Sith temple, and like a different rooms. If I were to do that, that's still a cool. Room. In this. In this house in Florida, there is a theater room that has has like five or no, eight seats in the theater room. But the theater room looks like you are in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> you said cock. Cock. Nice shot, kid. <laughs> Don't get cocky. <laughs> there it is again. 
So anyways, that's the, the main reason why I would like that house. But God, I'm not. How much is it listed for? It's like 14 and a half million dollars. But like, I just mean like there's nicer places in terms of overall houses you could get for less. Oh, sure. Go to Texas. That house in Texas is probably like 30 bucks. <laughs> probably. Well, Texas is going to be his own sovereign country one say, day. But once that's their uh, own nation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation as well. What we do need to talk about, last week, the Leafs had just defeated the Seattle Kraken. And I said, nah, whatever. Because before that, they had lost five of their last six. Losses to the Islanders and the Avalanche and the Oilers and the Red Wings and the Canucks. They did beat the Flames, which is nice, but it was looking bad. It was looking real bad. But then... It was Samsonov who came back on the 21st. It was against the, yeah, against the Kraken. Samsonov came back, played very well. It's like, huh, all right. Well, let's see what they have with Samsonov. Who knows when Wall is ready. It sounds like he's getting back there. He might be ready soon, but still not there yet. And they roll Samsonov back out there on Wednesday night in Toronto against the Jets. One nothing shutout overtime victory. Incredible. And in a, a very poorly played, you know, first thirty minutes of that game, and probably might be save of the year on a oh, two on zero. That two on zero, I couldn't believe it for so many reasons. But the the craziest thing to me, obviously, the saves were incredible. But the amount of time that they were on a two, like a two on zero, there was no like, pressure. Did, what? Where is everyone? I know some guys went to the bench, but you can tell me no one was able to get back there faster than they got back there. It looked the fucked. And obviously, look, they're trying. They're they're well, trying to get back there. I get it. They got back there as soon as they could, but it seemed like a fucking eternity that that guy was there by himself against two jets. The bright it was side, ridiculous. The bright side is that's basically just a drill in practice, though. Right, like Samsonov has probably faced that two on zero, like with more talented guys. Yeah, like fifty billion times. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, now he has to do it in front of twenty thousand people, so it's a little different. (laughs) So, yeah, that and that's why Matthews and Marner and Nylander were benched for a bit after that because yeah, the back check was abysmal. yeah, Yeah, that was embarrassing. Well, they, they went to change. They didn't even back check. They went to change. <laughs> just quit. Well, yes, but there's times where you want to go change, but you really shouldn't. You know, like there's plenty of times where, you know, fresh legs uh, in that one moment, rule. not going to help you. No. Number right. one, number one rule when making a change in hockey, it's never when the puck's in your own zone mm. or going towards your own zone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, unless, like unless, the, unless that part of the bench is ahead of you. And that person yeah. jumping off the bench can join the play, right? Like, yeah. But that's so, I mean. In this case, there was no benefit at all. Like them skating slower would be better than the guy starting, you know, at such a disadvantage. So. Right, but I don't think they were going to the bench because they're like, oh fuck, I can't catch up to these guys. It's they were oblivious of where the puck was mm-hmm. and what was going on, and they went to the bench. And like by the time they sat down, they're like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the good thing is they owned it though. Like after the game, when people asked Matthews, he flat out said he was like, "That can't happen," and he, you know, 
what Mitch Marner say? We're a good team. Uh, you know, <laughs> things happen, but you know, we're a good team. We'll bounce back. I'm like, fuck off. But no, I, I appreciate the ownership of it from a guy like Matthews because, you know, he's one of the guys that got pinned right to the bench. And you just said, like, that's that's unacceptable. That can't happen. And so he was just like, yeah, I mean, deservedly so. So anyway, moving on from that game. <laughs> Unrelated note, I think Uber Eats found out that I have uh, DoorDash Prime, whatever the fuck it's called. Because I just got my message saying, come back to Uber Eats and save 50, 50% off your next three orders. Up Ooh. to $20. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like maximum a $3 discount. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> then the Leafs went into Winnipeg and they won 4-2 to two in Winnipeg. And that too is like, that was an empty netter. Or not empty netter. It was a... Oh, yeah. Well, they, the Jets Garbage had time an empty net. 18 seconds left. First time goal didn't matter. It was essentially a 3-1 victory. And now here we are, headed into the All-Star break. Is Samsonov the starting goaltender of this team now? Or are you firmly believing that when Wall comes back, it's his net? I'm, I think it's going to be Samsonov's Jones, mostly because for the reasons that Jones played well in the absence of both Wall and Samsonov. And with Samsonov looking like he's found it again a little bit, the time off helped and shit like that, Wall can go through waivers. Jones, with playing well, is going to get picked up by somebody. Can Wall go through waivers? I didn't even look at that, actually. I'm pretty sure he can. Uh, don't know if he can. It, if, if he can't, they're carrying... <laughs> I don't know if he can. No, if he can't, they they're carry carrying three. three goalies. Yeah. They're not risking love- Martin Jones getting claimed. No, there, but okay, hold on. <clears throat> if Jones has already cleared waivers at the beginning of the year. Does he have to clear it again? Yeah, like I don't think... 30 days or something oh, like okay. that from like whatever point in time. But um, they're not going to risk Jones getting claimed because if Samsonov loses it again or Wool gets hurt or Wool doesn't play well, he's your insurance policy. Right, um, but we had this conversation at the beginning of the year. It was, would you rather lose Wall on waivers or Jones on waivers? That's what I'm saying. They're not going to, they'll carry three goalies. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought, okay. Yeah. They'll carry all them all under the cap right now. Yeah. Because of Klingberg's injury. So they can, they have no issue keeping those guys on the roster. Um, I think Samsonov gets some runway coming out of the all-star break. It's the fact that he played so well and then gets some more time off to kind of chill and go on a high note. I think bodes well. Um, but it, they're currently in a real tough battle for second, third, and the wild card spots in the East. Like, I think they were saying five out of the eight playoff spots are going to come from the Atlantic. Um, yeah. And apparently, the Leafs have second or the toughest schedule for the balance yeah. of the year. So, t- just according to capfriendly.com, right now, the Leafs have about $35,000 of cap space. <laughs> so, what is going to have to happen when Wall gets activated? They're going to have to send no, no, down no, no, no. one. Is Wall on LTIR or is he on IR? He's on long term. No, he, never mind. He's on IR. Disregard. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So they'll keep all three. Um, I think Samsonov gets the runway. Uh, I think what they do, though, likely is they tell Wall, even if he's ready to go, oh, we're going to let you bake a little bit. You know, we don't want to rush you back. And it just buys them time as well. Because let, let's be honest, Wall played fine, but 
I mean, dude, it's his first year as a pro. I mean, to heap that kind of expectation on him, I think is unrealistic. Okay, let me let me rephrase the question. Forget the cap space. Currently, the Maple Leafs have 23 guys on their roster. They're allowed to have 23 guys on their roster. Paper transaction, Nick Robertson goes up and down. Well, so that's the question. Your options for sending someone up and down, according to Cap Friendly, the only three guys on the roster who can go up and down without waivers is Matthew Nyes, which is not happening, Pointus Holmberg, or Nick Robertson. So, Robertson or Holmberg, who are you sending down? Well, they may not have to, too, because Yarncroak's hurt right now. So he's mm. out for like six to eight weeks with a broken hand. He's still on the roster unless they put him on injury reserve. They, I think they're either have or they're going to. That's just not updated. Yeah. Well, yeah. They might be waiting for the all-star break to finish before that all settles. And I understand. But a decision is going to have to be made at some point. Because if you're going to carry a third goaltender, a player, like you can't carry 13 forwards, eight defensemen, and three yeah. goaltenders. Like someone's got to go. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it'll probably just be a paper transaction where <clears throat> Robertson sticks with the team and they just send, send him down on paper. And then one, that frees up a roster spot. And two, it also frees up cap space. They can accrue but, cap space. But it wouldn't way. free up a roster spot if they have to play a game that day. Right? Like you yeah, have to be compliant with... to be eligible. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like in between games, you can send someone down. But um, I don't know. when game I day happens... <laughs> I think long term, like it's they'll go back to Samson off wall because that's what was initially the like the game plan, and I think Jones probably understands that. The, so, you know, I imagine he's even been communicated like, "Hey, like this is what we brought you here for insurance," you know, and he's played insurance very well. And when Wall comes back, he'll go back to insurance. And I think I he was aware when he signed the contract, and he he should be aware now too. So, but. Quick side note: Can we t- can we take a minute to talk about Toronto Maple Leafs fans and the unwavering support for Ilya Samsonov? Like, there have been players who have performed less poorly than he did for that stretch that got booed out of town, and for some reason, this man has endured himself or endeared himself. He's endured, but he's also endeared himself. To this fan base, and like, well, do do you guys know where it comes? Like, I'm not I saying know that where they exactly should. I like the fact that we're supporting a player through some shit, but historically, Listen. this team has booed people out the fuck. Look, Ackyberg, Larry Murphy, they have they have run people out of town. Uh huh. the The reason is that it doesn't matter what they're going through. The fans don't give a shit. The fans want a goaltender to make a save. If Samsonov was out there playing like the Samsonov that was playing in December and November, he would be mercilessly booed out of the building. Yeah, the fact that they've... he he's been he's making big saves and he's winning games and he's a big reason why they've won the past three games. That's why they're cheering him. I don't care who it is. You can put James Key out there. And if he's helping the team win games, they're going to cheer for James Key, even though he's a bum. Like you get the no, like, but you know I think you know what I'm saying. I think it's taken longer. Like it, like he made like one save, and they not even ironically like the Habs fans did to Wah when they kicked him out. But they were like 
they were full-fledged invested. I think there's there's a different level to this. Like the the fan base is bought into this guy. Like they they want it, they want they him want a to better to play well. That's it. No, but they want him to succeed. No, I don't think they give a shit. You don't think so? They just they no. I think they just want a goaltender to make a save. So you think like when Jonas Gustafson had fucking shit twelve games and then came back and made like two saves, they were like Jonas? Jonas? I don't think so. Yes, of course. I, I don't. Know. I feel like mm. it's been. I feel like the the buy in has taken longer. I feel like they bought into this guy. I just don't recall a time where there's been a bounce back like this. Like you can make fun of Jonas Gustafson, but did he ever come back and win three games in a row and make ridiculous? Two on O saves and an overtime victory, shutout victory, like that didn't happen. I think right? something. Ha- I think I think there's something to be said with the honesty that Samsonov had, where he said like mentally he's not there, and he needs, you know, he needs time, and he's rattled and shaken. I think if a dude's just not playing well, and he's like, you know, you know, put in the work, it'll come or whatever. He's just like, oh, it's just not going my way. People kind of get annoyed and pissed off. But I think with maybe a little bit of that vulnerability. I think people are a little bit more sympathetic and then you kind of root for the comeback a little harder or a little more. And so when he does succeed and after what he said, I think people are just like, you know what? He needs this and they want to give it to him, especially as fans of the team. Cause like, if you're a fan of the team, regardless of how dude's doing, you want the team to be successful. And when you have a guy that's just kind of like open about it, where in sports it's very, very traditionally closed off, I think what it does is is it buys that kind of reaction from the fan base. I also think cheering or booing, more so booing, but I think it's all contagious. So if you have enough people in the building who are supporting, I think everyone else kind of follows suit. And by the same token, if they're all just sitting on their hands, not saying anything, a lot of times that's what happens. So <laughs> kind of like all the fans at uh, Jokic or uh, Luka Doncic, where what a little bitch where the guy was like, oh, you look tired. Get on a treadmill. And so he flicked him and told security to kick him out. And so all the fans started chanting the same thing the guy chanted at him. <laughs> I'm sorry, unless something is and I know this is a tangent, but unless something is truly egregious, like racist or personal or something like that, like players should not have that ability to be kicking a fan. And the guy was courtside as well. You know, like as a basketball player, you know, you sign up for that, you know? And as long as the dude's not being like, like say if someone, something happened to someone's mother's like, Oh, fucking your mom died, blah, blah, blah. Or some kind of racist bullshit. I think, like, I just, it's such a bad look. And he's, like, the biggest fucking whiner in the NBA, too. So, he can go fuck himself. I just, I have a huge hate on for Doncic anyway, so. Yeah, the big one is the fact that you're sitting courtside. So, to a certain extent, like, those people are pretty important to the organization. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones spending thousands of dollars on tickets. Like thousands is an understatement because a lot of those people probably own that seat or seasons for that seat. And that's a lot of, you know, money for a customer to go there and say, I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to sit here and your guy's a little soft and security's kicking me out. I don't know. Bad look. Anyway, Samsonov. 
yeah, I just think uh, <laughs> the fan, the fans want to root for the guy because, like I said, he's not being an asshole about how he's been playing. He's been honest and saying, you know, I think his that's head it. hasn't been in it. I think he's he's been humble and he's been like self ownership of it. You know, it's always been self ownership for him, and I think that endears the fans here. I think that's what they want. I think that's you know, it's the anti Mitch Marner, right? Like, I think that's why. Mitch can have a bad couple games. He has a couple great games and people are like, yeah, but he's still kind of a prick. And it's because he never really takes ownership of anything. He kind of skirts around it saying, I don't need to pay attention to you guys. Where I think Samsonov is like, yeah, no, you guys are right. I play like shit. He's got to be better, right? So I think that has something to it. The All-Star game is coming up this weekend. Not only the All-Star game, but all the All-Star festivities. It's actually happening here in Toronto. Do you guys have any interest in any of the things happening this weekend? I mean, maybe... I, I The All-Star thing has always been about like the skill stuff. I know it's kind of whatever, but I mean, it's fine for viewing and enjoying a little bit, but I mean, the game, hell no. It's not for us. Like, I, I wish... I wish people would people, understand it. <laughs> yeah, I wish like journalists and stuff like like every year, and it doesn't matter the sport either, right? Like oh, the fucking Pro Bowl, what's the point? Oh, the NBA, blah. dude, it's not about you as a journalist. It's it's literally like a convention where everybody shows up for the weekend. the 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 guys up top, they all mingle together. It's an event to. Give back to the community in a way to it's for the kids, right? Like it, it has nothing to do with, with us. I'm sure the kids still are going to get a kick out of seeing, you know, Austin Matthews in a Justin Bieber jersey. Like that's what, you know, and then they're going to get a kick out of the throughout, like, and the draft. Like it has nothing to do with me. I don't give a shit. Right. And I wish more yeah, people in in media would just accept that and stop barking like, Oh, they got to change the format. Oh, they got to do this. Like, dude, it's not meant to be the fucking cup. Also, yeah. when you look at the, uh, well, I was going to say halftime, there's no halftime, but they're the performer that is going to be performing during the all-star game. Are you familiar with who this is? I, I said to my wife who would be most likely to know, I was like, who the fuck is Tate McRae? <laughs> so yeah, Tate McRae. Dave McRae is the one who is uh, going to be performing at the All-Star Game. She has 56 million uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Streams. 50, no, 56 million streams a month just on Spotify. So even has like one song that's like 1.3 billion streams. So I always find dated, it funny. She dated one of the boys. Like She dated sure. a hockey player. I mean, sure, whatever. I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that. What I'm saying is when they announce this on Twitter and I love going to the comments and seeing all the people respond with who, who, who? And I'm like, brother, just just type the fucking name into Spotify and you'll realize there is a whole world out there that you may not be aware of. And I am one of those guys who is not aware. I had honestly 100 percent honest. No fucking clue who this person was until the NHL announced this. And then I typed her name into Spotify. I'm like, oh, okay, she's legitimately somebody. Yeah. So, she I always dated, find that funny. She dated Cole Sillinger. Yeah, Cole Sillinger. I was just gonna say. I don't. I don't even know who Cole Sillinger is. So, what? Well, <laughs> yeah, he's up. Yeah, he plays for. Okay. Mike Sillinger's son. 
Oh, okay. So I know who Mike Sillinger is. Wasn't he the most traded player in NHL history? Yeah, I played for the most teams. I think it was like 14. Yeah. I do find it funny that the NHL All-Star game is supposed to be for like the kids and stuff. But if you want a ticket to the All-Star game right now, it costs about a thousand bucks. So that's not true. You can get some 300 level seats for $300. No, not paying. I, it's, it's become a problem. Live event tickets for anything now. Mm-hmm. Like we went to a point of ridiculousness with all of this. Like the other day, I think it was today, actually, I was looking at I was watching a TikTok of a guy saying, this is what a, a $10,000 seat at the Royal Rumble looks like. $10,000 he paid to sit front row at the Royal Rumble. In 2009, at the Joe Louis Arena, I sat front row at the Royal Rumble, and it cost me like, I don't know, three, 400 bucks. Here we are 15 years later, and it's $10,000. Stop. And stamps used to be 25 cents. Like, that's what happens, man. That's everything is like that. Groceries. But that's not, it's, that's not the same rate of inflation. That is I'm not, not even close. Like what? Okay. I'm saying that everything goes up. <clears throat> and what happens is all these companies who didn't have live events are trying to recoup it. And you know what's going to happen? People are going to pay and then they're going to go, well, we don't have to reduce the price because people are paying. Yeah. Why would we give profit away? Why would we give mar- newfound margin away? That's my new punk band, by the way. Newfound margin. Um, <laughs> like, why would they give that away? They don't have to. It's capitalism. Yeah. Rate of inflation, my $400 ticket in 2009 would be $550 in today's money. Mm-hmm. Again, though, it's not about what the rate of inflation is, right? It's it's back to companies realize, think of it like this. That ticket costs four or $500. They probably see aftermarket that someone probably paid fifteen hundred two grand for that ticket. They're like, oh, we can charge that. So then the next year they up the price to about a thousand or twelve hundred. They see that aftermarket someone paid three four thousand dollars for that. They go, shit, we can charge more. We're gonna charge twenty two hundred and so on and so forth. When they start, see, something is only as valuable as the money someone's willing to pay for it. So if someone's willing, and again be a dumbass and pay $10,000 for a front row Royal Rumble ticket for a scripted event. like, Or pay $10,000 for a 2004 uh, Mazda RX-8. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> see, but that has a purpose, right? Does it? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it would, honestly. I would just have it like a toy, honestly. But yeah. So, but you know what I mean? That it's the value is based off of what anybody's willing to pay for it. And so if you have some lunatic out there willing to pay 10 grand for that ticket there's your bar well i can tell you that prices are not lunacy over at nowyourtreasures.com because this episode is brought to you by now your treasures now your treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies comics tv and video games i'm actually looking at the website right now they have these x-men prints pretty awesome i know we've been talking a lot about x-men today because of x2 and the mazda rx8 but yeah, there's some pretty cool X-Men stuff. I actually can't wait for X-Men 97. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm so hyped for that. These prints are sourced from galleries in the US and UK, which include artists from all over the world. Visit now your treasures on Instagram. Send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. I wish I can get 43% off that $10,000 ticket Royal Rumble. It'll still be too expensive, actually. All orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. 
View the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. That's N-O-W-Y-O-U-R-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S.ca or .com. And remember, go to Now Your Treasures on Instagram and send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. I've also have it under good authority that Pal World is coming to nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. So keep an eye out for that if you want a Pal World uh, print. They're working on it. As long okay. if, only if it's depresso. Depresso oh, is awesome. <laughs> God tier because it is the mood uh, of for me for every day from the hours of eight to four. Does he make coffee? I don't know, but there's coffee memes of depresso. There's all sorts of memes on depresso. He is like the star of TikTok right now. Oh, oh yeah. Depresso is the pow, the low-key Pal World star they never thought they were going to have. They thought it was going to be either Grizzbolt or which is the one that looks like Electabuzz or you know probably something cute like the fake Eevee, but Depresso is just embodying everyone's mood. Well, speaking of depressing, the next two stories, um we're going to okay, here here's something I have to say. N- James, Maddie, and myself, although we pretend it None of us are lawyers, so we're going to do the best we can to tiptoe around these. <laughs> we're going to do the best we can to tiptoe around these as we possibly can. We'll, we'll say that this will be probably the most non-fun discussion, but important discussion. So months ago, we had originally discussed the allegations around the 2018 uh world junior hockey team for team Canada. And it was alleged that a number of um, players on that team while they were in London, Ontario had sexually assaulted a female. I don't remember if she was of age or not. Let's just say she was a female. I don't remember how old she was regardless. Then earlier this week, there was five players who all conveniently actually no let's back up before that there was the london police department had asked for these players to turn themselves in to london police because they will be charged with something like the london police investigation is still ongoing so they're going to charge these people but they were telling them to come turn themselves in. And I suppose they're telling them that because they're from all over the goddamn world at this point. Like this happened in London, Ontario, but that was six years ago now. So obviously people have moved on and done other things. And then conveniently, there was five players who mysteriously all took a personal leave of absence from their team. That, of course, is Alex Formanton, who took a personal leave of absence from his Switzerland team. There was a Michael McLeod who took a leave of absence. Cal Foote took a leave of absence. Carter Hart took a leave of absence. And Dylan Dubé took a leave, leave of absence. Now, I'm not saying any of those guys did anything. I'm just saying they all conveniently took a leave of absence. And they're all conveniently on the 2018 Canadian Uh, World Juniors hockey team. So you can draw any conclusion that you wish to draw from that. Yesterday, however, uh, it was confirmed by Alex Formanton's lawyer 
that he has turned himself in and he has been charged by the police in London, Ontario. I Is he charged? Because I thought he turned himself in but wasn't formally charged yet. So this is the quote that I have from his lawyer. It says, pro hockey player Alex Formanton, a former member of the NHL's Ottawa Senators, who currently plays in Switzerland, has been charged by police in London, okay. Ontario, his lawyer said Sunday. Okay. The London police have charged several players, including Alex Formanton, in connection with an accusation made in 2018. And that's from the lead counsel, Daniel Brown, who said just, that in an email to the Canadian press. So okay, I just want to make sure because I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because <laughs> I know like initially when he turned himself in, it was that he hadn't been formally charged on turning. So yeah. I didn't know if that had changed yet. And according to the lead counsel of Alex Formanton, Alex will vigorously defend himself and uh, defend his innocence and ask that people not rush to judgment without hearing all of the evidence. So to be fair to everyone involved, there's due process to be made here. Um, there is the other weird thing about the story. Have you guys like, I haven't seen the videos, but I've read the transcript of like, there's a video of the victim, I think before and after the alleged incident. Have you seen any of this? No. So it was almost like a, it was almost like they're trying to cover themselves before they did something or after they did something. So there is a video clip where it says uh, the victim is, is seen smiling at the beginning of the video. The court filing says, well, the victim they're calling EM, just using initials, uh, is seen wiping her eyes and speaking without slurring, without slurring. The video is short in duration and difficult to construct context, according to the police. There's like a dialogue that says, hey, you're okay with this though, right? And the victim responds, yeah. A male voice says, you're okay with this? And the victim says, I'm okay with this. And that, so like, again, without seeing the video and hearing the context of the voice and a full understanding of the scenario, you don't know if she's like afraid and just saying, yeah, 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 like whatever. They're like to not, Like if you feel threatened, you feel coerced or like you don't know you don't you're just saying whatever you have to say to get out of the situation or whatever and there's another uh exchange where seems worse where you hear a male voice saying say it now again i may have added too much inflection to that all i'm just reading the text it says say it and then em says okay it was all consensual are you recording me the male voice says yeah okay good this was all consensual what else would you? You are so paranoid. Holy. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was all consensual. I am so sober. That's why I can't do this right now. So like the videos, I guess what they're providing to the police in one way is saying, look, hey, she knew it was all consensual, whatever. But also, I'm pretty sure consent doesn't exist if you're drunk. So that's also a thing. And again, I don't know how old the age of the victim is here. It's so that's another thing where you can't really consent anyways. It's a mess. And obviously there is a police investigation that's ongoing. So I and I'm not necessarily saying the other four players who conveniently all took a leave of absence who played on the same team are involved in this. But all we know at this time of recording is that Alex Formanton has been charged. But of course, there will be all sorts of uh, 
fallout after this. That's the news. That's what I have. Um, I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that. I I think that without seeing or the video myself, like those, it all it all sounds like I need you to say this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need you to say this so that we don't get in trouble for what we just did. Like, here's the thing. If I'm in the position of the, the, the legal person here, why wouldn't you achieve that before? Like, that sounds like consent after the fact. And I don't know if you can give consent after. So uh, to be clear, the victim was 20 years old at the time. Like, can you give consent after? I don't think that counts as consent. Do you know well, I mean? know you... Consent doesn't matter if you're drunk. Right. Like, what I'm saying is, even if... Even, like, it sounds like the video takes place post. I mean... That was... I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. That, yeah. So con- to consent to something means you're giving permission. Permission usually right. happens before an event, right. not after. So I wonder if there's some sort of legal definition where like, that's not going to hold up because but it's... There's also the, the fact that like, if it's under duress, yes, you exactly. also... Yes, that's coercion, right, like, entrapment or yes. whatever. Yeah, you know, like... A, Consent under duress would be probably considered almost a threat and that it was for safety reasons. I mean, considering some of the things that have been alleged, um, I could understand why that might be the case. Again, we got to be really careful and try not to over imply certain things because of, you know, our own thoughts on it. Um, But this is not... This is not a good look. And I mean, I, I say that not very lightly. I think it's, regardless of what happens in terms of what comes from whatever proceedings or whatever, I, and it's hard to say because you have to be careful about punishing people after the fact of a court case if it comes out to be ruled not as severe in the eyes of the court i guess but the fact that these players got themselves in this position i think you have to be seriously cognizant of having them allowed to play again in the nhl no oh well i mean if they're if if found guilty, they won't be playing much anywhere. Oh, if, if I'll uh, say this, if found California guilty, penal league. Well, not even that. Like, if found guilty, these dudes face up to because I know sexual assault is like potential ten years in prison. Sexual assault for like coercion and shit like that is up to I think like thirteen or something. And I think they said one of the potential charges is sexual assault in a gang oriented manner, which this could fall under is each person could receive like 15 to 20 years in prison. 
Yeah. Um, and if, that, if is, that's what comes from it, slap the book, like throw them in there and too bad. Like yeah. no probation. The other charge it. that they were mulling around was forcible confinement. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> I mean, that in of itself would could explain some of the the dialogue that took place. Again, we can, listen, fucking CNN and HLN, all those people discuss shit like this. So uh, I think, you know, you're fine to to talk about possibilities. Um, I, hmm. This, one of the couple of things that get me, one, like in order to even go down this path, they have to have some sort of significant reason to believe that, that there, there's a, there's a fault here, right? Like somebody. Well, remember, like this was already looked at and closed by the London police initially. And after it kind of came to light and was, I guess, rediscovered or reopened by however it was, um, there's a bit of a reckoning for the London police as well, because this had to be reopened and reinvestigated. And then these charges were laid. Well, cause it was um, the payments, almost... wasn't it? <clears throat> well, yeah, it was, it came out after that this happened. And then it was discovered that hockey Canada was using funds to pay off some of these cases like this to make them go away. Uh, but beyond the hockey Canada aspect of it, um, there was, I guess, deemed a serious lack of attention and due diligence done by the London police on the first time around for this. So, um, that is another issue. I think the other issue too is, is, and I don't want to, you know, kind of stray too far and be insensitive to, to the victim and kind of given the circumstances, but something hot, like someone needs to absolutely bitch slap the Ottawa senators. If dude comes back as guilty because they could say, well, that's why we didn't sign him. And that's why he was playing a high prospect. Like that was playing in Europe. Like that's something that they should have said, we know what happened and gone to whoever to say, this is why, because if that's the case, not only would it just be deemed as a contract dispute, dude's not playing again. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that's, that's further lends to the issue that the shit really has to change. Well, yeah. I mean, like even coming from the fact of, Listen, if the Flyers brass, like if it all if it if it all comes out that Carter Hart was a part of it, and the Flyers brass knew and they tried to trade him, like that's another level of, like, any of these teams, right? Like I, that's a little bit grimy to be like, Ugh, do you guys want him? Like you know what I mean? Like, is not he shouldn't be playing? Period. Let alone being traded. Right. So, like you, you, like your your punishment is being traded from Philly because like what if. Carter Hart got dealt to a team that's actually a contender. If anything, Listen, that's a fans, reward. Fans in Toronto were like, let's get Carter Hart. Like, what if he What if he was involved and he ended up being this team's goaltender? Right, exactly. I just think, I think top to bottom, beyond just the criminal and court proceedings and things like that, I think and when people are getting on the NHL to say, oh, you're not really making a statement on this and you're kind of being really quiet, this is probably why. Because they would are probably looking at organizations where these players played and said, did you know? And if you did, 
not just falling back and saying, well, it was settled and the initial investigation, this and blah, blah, blah. Like if there was any inkling, especially after the Kyle Beach issue, if there was any inkling that the Sens knew, which clearly they did, and potentially the Flyers, the Devils and the Flames knew, um, I, th- I think that's why the NHL is being very, very quiet on it and just saying we're awaiting because they know they may have a shitstorm with some of their teams. Yeah, I mean, I also think the NHL fucking is terrible at this. I mean, like you said, the Kyle yeah. Beach situation. Like, they, they Kadarius Tony'd the Kyle Beach situation so bad. Like, <clears throat> that was a layup. <clears throat> you know, hey, he's a victim. We're going to fund stuff. The other victim, we're going to fund stuff. They flat out were like, we're not helping the one kid. Like, <laughs> like they... The NHL is I think, not, not. I think this is different though because there's a very, very high-profile criminal investigation slash trial going to go on for this. Sure, but that doesn't um, that doesn't make it any better, right? Like, no, but I think I think being the fact that they're riddled with lawyers, Gary Bettman being one of them, is very well versed in to understand what he can and can't say in that situation. What happens after the fact is different. Because the Kyle Beach stuff came after the fact that they fumbled that, that response. But that was after, you know, the investigation happened and all that shit. Um, <clears throat> so I, I just think getting back to, to these players, regardless, I just, I'll be honest. It just, it makes me really uncomfortable because well, it doesn't, it doesn't stop coming to No. Cause like coming like it, like I know we said this when this initially came out, it makes me embarrassed to say that I came through a Hockey Canada product, right? It's yeah. you know it's not just I was a part of like a Hockey Canada organization, but also our family dumped a lot of money into Hockey Canada as well, you know, over the years, and it's just yeah. like you're it's, almost disgusted to be a part of it. But it's it's and. You know, we'll talk the whole the better part of the discussion will be the fact that there's inherently a culture issue where this kind of stuff. Hold on, before 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 you get into that, I don't want to say that every player or every organization or whatever has this problem. We just recognize that it it does exist at levels that has to be. Yeah, no, but like apparently, again, allegedly, one of the players was invited to join and he got uncomfortable and he left. Like at that point, like it, we got to have some level of uh, accountability, some level of sack to like, to stand up for it and be like, yeah, the culture, going on here. the culture doesn't just stop at performing the act that's in question here. It also comes from, you know, weighing your involvement with the boys and the team over doing what's right, right? And like I said, we know that this is a culture issue because the was it the Nova Scotia is it Nova Scotia police is investigating the other team for what happened. So uh yeah. And then yeah. And then there's also the consistent issue of hazing throughout junior hockey. Um because I was it the St. Mike's majors that had yep. that massive issue a couple years ago. Um but yeah, there's there is a serious serious issue. I think a lot of it comes from, and I mean, people could say I'm wrong, and maybe I'm overblowing it, but 
the fact that a lot of these kids from the age of 12 and 13 on are ripped from their families and essentially treated as professionals and, you know, almost glorified yeah. at such a young age. There's zero accountability for those kids. They don't take tests in schools. They, they get in trouble. They get, they get let off because they have to perform for the team. I've watched it. I, I watched the guys in high school miss out on um, re- like rep- like being reprimanded or um, punishment or any sort of consequence because they had to play the basketball game or they had to play in the football game. Like We make excuses for bullshit behavior because we want to see them score a touchdown or we want to see them score a goal or we need another gold medal right like that's where that's where like that the one who who allegedly left like you put your involvement with the team over saying like hey this is no bueno like fucking and I, he might even have been like cut it out i don't know but like again though we or we may know he went and said something to someone and they brushed it under the rug right right like we don't know the full details of that because it could have been a some dude is like, oh, and the guy's like, yeah, we'll handle this and take care of it. And But somewhere, someone did nothing. Right. And I think that's well, kind of the, the crux of it. I would say the the somewhere and someone was, they thought they were doing something by, I guess, paying the individual off. Mm-hmm. I would say that, again, who the people, <clears throat> the fact that there was an investigation initially by London police that was just closed, I think the someone that did nothing were the very people you thought would protect you to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? And this is obviously very sensitive and hard stuff to discuss. Um, you could tell, cause usually we're laughing and joking around and pretty, I guess, good with what we say, but we're definitely taking our time on this, but if found guilty, I guess I would say this. And again, because you don't, it doesn't look good, but you also have to understand that there is a process. So you can't say they're guilty without the proceedings occurring. But if found guilty, I hope everything gets ripped away from these dudes. Well, it's absolutely. Gonna, it's going to be 14 years and that's what's going to happen. And they're not, they won't be welcome. They'll, they'll, they'll be Graham James level of, of persona non grata. Right, like that's like they they'll have to change their names, you know. Yeah, they'll, they'll never they'll never work in hockey ever again. Like yeah. even when they get out and if they try and Mike, coach or be a trainer, Mike Dan levels of of into hiding. Like it's not, yeah. you know, they won't. Yeah, they won't coach. They won't be able to. They'll be registered sex offenders. Yeah, you know exactly. Like they, there's a lot of things they're not gonna be. They won't be able to play near parks. Like there's they're they're, they're it's yeah. I, I definitely have a different perspective on this because oddly enough, I think when we first talked about this, like wife was only pregnant and like you can speak to this as well. But like having a daughter now, if this came out and it was me, I can only imagine. I'd be going to prison. A thousand percent. I'd be going to prison because I would go full Liam Neeson. And it, I, I people can be like, oh, that's funny. Or you're joking around hyperbole. It's not. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, I can't imagine what this individual is going through. Cause like people are like, oh, well she got $3 million. It's like, great, $3 million, but 
gets to see these dudes plastered all over TV, gets to see these dudes, you know, glorified and grandstanded, you know, all over the country and shit like that. And essentially saying that if you're of that ilk, you can get away with shit like that. That all it takes is going to the overall organization, a government organization, to be like, hey, this happened. Yeah, can we take care of this? And it just gets swept away. A brief palate cleanser before we move on to the next topic. Did either of you... uh, (laughs) I could have done that, actually. Uh, Did either of you watch House of Dragons? Yeah. Très bien. So the actor who played young Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen, uh, Millie Alcock, she has been officially cast as Supergirl in the new DCU, according to James Gunn. I saw that, yeah. I saw her as one of the final two in the running. She'll look good. She was was fantastic in that show. So if you haven't seen House of Dragons, there's like five episodes during one time period and five episodes in another time period. So she only plays Rhaenyra for half the season. And she was awesome. So I haven't I don't think I've seen her in anything else, but I am interested to see, you know, what she does with the Supergirl character. I think that'll be like that'll be really cool. She definitely has the look like the Supergirl look, you know, with the short bob cut, like in some of her pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, no, she um, good casting. Fingers crossed for the DCU. But yeah, final thoughts on the Hockey Canada thing, because I know. Oh, I have no more final thoughts. I was going to (laughs) move on. No, I mean, or Jim. I'm good. Okay. We will see. Moving on to the next unfortunate story. Now, this was, this came out, I want to say on the 20, I probably have the date on this court document that I'm looking at. I think it was on the 25th. Uh, Let's say it was the 25th. There it is. Yeah. The 25th of uh, January. So a few days ago, this came out. And it is an official complaint that has been filed against the WWE, against Vince McMahon, and against John Laurinaitis. And the complaint is from plaintiff Janelle Grant, who alleges that she was sexually assaulted by Vince McMahon. Now, oh, and John Laurinaitis. And WWE is named in this because it happened at work. She was an employee of WWE. That's what the complaint says. Um. You know, there's um, a while ago, about a year ago now, there was all of this chatter and reports of Vince McMahon paying off like all this hush money to various women. Keyword is various. This is just one complaint that has officially now been uh, served to Vince McMahon and the WWE and John Laurinaitis. I'm not saying there's going to be more, but from what we learned last year that there's multiple people being paid hush money, this very well could be the first of many. And I think, and I don't know this for a fact, but based on this court document that's 67 pages long, and I read all of it today, I get the impression that the reason why, at least one of the reasons why, that this was filed is because TKO took over the company or Endeavor took over the company and created TKO and then the payment stopped. So the hush money that was being paid to all these women 
that Vince McMahon was paying was paying it with WWE funds. But since he doesn't own WWE anymore, and Endeavor does, the money stopped going to these women. Which is clear and obvious if you look at like the the trail of money going to Miss Grant and when the money stopped. And that was when TKO took over. So I hazard a guess, and again, I'm hypothesizing here, that if she, Miss Grant, stopped getting paid, I imagine everyone else did as well. So if that was the reason as to why this complaint was officially filed, this may not be the last we hear of this. Um, it's 67 pages long. There's a lot here. And it's kind of like gruesome in it's, that way. Right. I, uh... It's very specific. And I'm not going to go into the specific details. If you want to read the specific details and everything that was alleged to have happened, you can go and read it. It was posted by the Wall Street Journal. You literally just have to type into Google Vince McMahon Wall Street Journal document and the whole 67 page PDF will pop up and you read the whole thing. Probably just got to type Vince and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Yeah. And there's plenty of articles that'll summarize the whole thing for you. But there's a couple of things that are uh, interesting here in that it lists all the parties involved in this suit. And of course, as I mentioned, uh, Vince McMahon is named, WWE is named, and John Laurinaitis is named. But then there's other non-party officers and employees. And it lists just, they just call them corporate officer this and corporate officer that and WWE employee this and WWE employee that. And when you start to read like the definitions of these things, you're like, oh, I know exactly who that is. And oh, I know exactly who that is. Well, like, so... Obviously, they didn't name it specifically because, A, there probably wasn't any wrongdoing from a legal perspective. They just happened to be a part of the story. And you don't want to name someone in a, in a lawsuit if they're not actually committing any like civil harm to you, right? Or criminal harm to you. But there was one in here about like, I wonder if I still have the, I think I highlighted it. Let's see if I found it. Um, there's one in here that everyone's latching onto. And it says, uh, I don't want to read all this. Basically, there was photos shared of the victim to a number of people within the company and a world famous athlete and former UFC heavyweight champion whom WWE was actively trying to sign a new contract. I was like, well, I mean, he's not named. But in the history of the world, there has been one former UFC heavyweight champion compete in WWE. So like, okay, well, I think we know who that is. Didn't Ken um, Shamrock? I don't think Ken Shamrock was a world he heavyweight, heavyweight champion. Well, maybe not. He's a light, he was a light heavyweight. Cain Velasquez. I don't know if he's even a light heavyweight. I think he might have been a, a middleweight. But regardless, like I, Cain Velasquez I'm fairly certain had. he wouldn't have been a. Oh, you know what? That's a good. That's a good point. But you, anyways. I think I, th I think it's a little bit more obvious than a King but nobody, but again, Bork it's, Laser. It's, a Bork it, Laser. It, it is ambiguous for a reason. Because again, like Bork. anyways, um there's a number Bork. of things that are that are interesting about this case. So one of the things that I don't think anyone's talking about, and I wonder if I can find the exact quotes of what it says in this document. But 
And it was like bolded in the document too. And I'm like, why does no one like picking up on this part? But basically one of the complaints, okay. So not only was she sexual, allegedly sexually assaulted by Vince McMahon, part of the complaint is that it was trafficking. Yes. Because he was offering allegedly Miss Grant to uh, people he was looking to sign and other employees, namely John Laurinaitis, who is named in this for that specific reason. Um, so in definition, that is sex trafficking, saying I have this person and I'm going to give them to you to have sex with against her will. That is sex trafficking. Now, I'm not going to be able to find it, but there was a, a point in the complaint where it said, I think Laurinaitis is living in Arizona and they were living in New York or Connecticut or whatever. So the fact that he traveled from like one state to another makes it crossing state lines of trafficking. And it was like bolded, like saying crossing state lines. So that's into my head. I'm thinking, oh, they're trying to make this a federal case. Like he's not just like doing this crime in the state of Connecticut. It's now actively traveling to because you are because you are. Yeah, this crime is happening across state borders now. So that's interesting where that could eventually like explode out to be. Now, listen, all of this, of course, is one side of the story and we don't know. And Vince McMahon has come out and said that he is going to defend himself, obviously. But it doesn't look very good. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. for sure. It definitely doesn't. And this could all just be like swept under the rug in terms of they just pay her and say, hey, we'll settle out of court and then you'll never hear of it. But if this does go to court and then discovery happens. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, just think if it if they don't pay her off and the option, not the option or it proceeds to go to court, think of how many other people are going to come out of the woodwork. Or think of how many people's shit is going to be on the line that are just going to throw that dude under the bus. And that's what's going to take, right? You're going to have someone because there's a number of people who are named in this of like not necessarily knowing the extent of what was happening, but they made it very clear that with all those officers and employees, like everyone knew that there was something going on between Miss Grant and Vince, according to this complaint that there was a number of people who knew something was going on. They didn't necessarily know she was being assaulted, but they knew that like, okay, there's, there's something physical happening between these two. They may have just assumed, okay, it's a consensual relationship. He's, you know, he's a billionaire. She's young and whatever. Like it makes sense. You see it all the time with like, you know, rich guys and young girls, you see it all the time. So it's not like, so I get it from one perspective of them saying, I didn't think it was anything that weird. Like, whatever but obviously when you hear her side of it it's a fucked up scenario then there's also the angle of they just sold to tk they just sold to endeavor and tko like i don't know if they knew or if they knew or maybe they did know and then that's another wrinkle of like who did know and didn't do anything about it well if someone did know and they did their due diligence i would assume like anything like that they probably would have that they might have known and vince could have said oh it's been taken care of that this is settled 
similar to Aaron Rodgers when they said asked him about his COVID vaccination. He's like, I'm immunized, right? Like purposely vague. He's like, oh, it's been settled and taken care of when it yeah. wasn't. So it, there's a couple things to con- like to contextualize here. One, like in in the in the prep for being sold, they were audited, and that's how they like they were auditing these payments because they're like, what is this money for, right? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, the accounting took place that... in 2019, though. Mm-hmm. Remember, in 2019, like Vince owned 51 percent of the company. Oh no, that's when it started, James. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, no. when it started. Right. The, the assault was going on for years. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is like at that point, like and this is this is where you can get into a discussion about like power dynamic, right? You know, if you like it's kind of the same thing as as Buddy leaving the room, right? If you say something against Vince McMahon in 2019, 2020, 2021, yeah. what happens to you? Yeah, you're out on your ass. Yeah, if you're Kevin Dunn, which I fucking hate Kevin Dunn, but let's say you're Kevin Dunn, and you see this and you're like, I'm going to say something. What happens to Kevin Dunn? Kevin Dunn's unemployed, right? Well, I don't I don't think Kevin Dunn would, would have said anything against No, because that guy's honestly. a dweeb. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if you're one of these people, you know, that's the problem with power dynamic, is it puts you in a very difficult position. Listen, I'm of the I'm of the mindset that there's right and wrong and you do right no matter what. Like if it costs you your job, fuck it. You'll land on your feet somewhere else. Right? Or the house will come down and they'll give you a job back anyway because you were in the right, right? Like following that path generally always kind of works out in your favor. It might be longer, but it works. Um however, I can't speak for everybody who are in these positions and say how difficult of a decision for you to take that on. And fuck, we don't even know what kind of... Vince could be fucking crazy. He'd be like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, we don't know. Look at some of the shit he said in those text messages. He fuck, Like, dude, he was alleged to take a dump on, on, this, on, on, on this woman's head. Like, who's to say that he wouldn't be like, I'm going to fuck you saying I'll fucking kill you. Like, you don't know. Right? Fuck it. Like, dude, this is Epstein level of shit. And that dude was probably murdered in a jail cell. Right? Like... Who like we don't because you said there's various people again. This guy's a billionaire. I don't know, man. Like to me, it's 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 so dark. What it sounds like and and what the yeah. potential could be that I like the power dynamic thing is a really fucked up thing. Well, especially then, where it comes out with promises of employment and promotions and different things like that. And like, dude, this yeah. and this girl's parents had recently died. Like, like to 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 it takes a real fucked up. Yeah, it takes a real fucked up person to identify that, isolate that, and then exploit that. Like that's, and that's what I mean. Like, how fucked up is Vince McMahon truly? You know what I mean? And then you go back and like, listen, I know everything's hindsight's twenty twenty or. Um, you know, when we see things under a different lens or, or contextualize things differently, but you go back and look at those promos that were had about oh, like, like the punk one. No. Yeah. The punk one or Steph being like, you know, you used to send me off with your business buddies and I, you know, you, you don't know what they'd ask me to do, but I did it for you. Like, like he literally did that to another woman, apparently like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's just wild you know, the, you know, when you hear stories about Paul Burchill and, and they wanted to have them be brother and sister, 
but lovers, and they wanted Vince or Shane to be the father of Steph's baby. Like, like things were fucked, man. And like, how well, fucked is that dude? Remember Ashley Marissa, who Masara, yeah, committed suicide, right? And she said she was sexually assaulted by um, a veteran during their tour in Iraq, or like the tribute to the troops thing. And they were, to- and she was told just like not talk about it because like it's a meaningful thing to the company and whatever. And like what happened to her, right? Like that's that's pretty fucked up too. Like if you think like that's the, the thing, like the stories if, that, and you know what, I we can say this because Maria Canellas talks about it all the time. I'm happy to have left because some of the stuff was no bueno. Or Christy, what about Christy Hemi? I'm pretty sure she had a shit time there. So there was plenty of stories like this and yeah you start to add all the pieces together now that you hear about all this now again it's a hasn't been proven correct yet it is one side of the story but then after the royal rumble there was a media availability with triple h and i feel like he dropped the ball on this one oh yeah, yeah. but here's what here's one thing i do want to say to give to be as fair to everyone as possible. Sometimes I go into a meeting and my boss isn't there and I'm like, fuck's sake, man. Like, why do I have to hit, deal with this shit? Like, I shouldn't be left alone on this. That's kind of how I felt Triple H got left with the bag during that press conference where it should have been Nick Khan up there. It should have been Nick Khan to on the top say, look, Triple H is going to give our business update. But before we get to that, there's an elephant in the room. I'm going to give a statement. And this is all we can say right now because it's pending legal litigation. Like there's an ongoing lawsuit. We can't say much, but this is what we're going to say because I know you guys are going to have questions. And then maybe he feels the questions because look at this. If I go to like the chief marketing officer in my company and ask them questions about like high level company direction shit, they'll be like, I don't know. Talk to the CEO. Talk to the president. Like a, Triple H is the chief um, content officer. What is he? Chief content officer. It's a fancy title for the fucking Booker. Like he's not even on the board anymore. He's like honestly, you're better off talking to the Rock than you are to Triple H about these things. Now, look, I get it. It's his father-in-law. <laughs> like I understand there's a connection there. Um, he for a long time was on the board. For a long time, he was in the position to be the next guy to inherit the company. But so much has changed. If you want to talk to the CEO, that's Ari Emanuel. You want to talk to the president of the company, that's Nick Khan. You want to talk to someone on the board, talk to The Rock. None of, like Triple H isn't any of those positions. All those people outrank him. So I get it to a point where he's like, man, I just want to talk about something else. Because it's not his job. Like People think it is because of who he's related to, but at the same time, it's not his job. Right, but I think I think he could have... You're right. Nick Khan could have come out and of it. There. Yes. Yeah. No, he could have yeah. come out and been like blah, blah, blah. And then if I were him, I would have said all future questions will be responded to with no comment, which would have given Triple H the opportunity just to no comment those questions. Um, you know, I and I think the, the, the crux of it is not even what he answered. It's how he answered it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being like, I choose to focus on the positives. Like maybe leave that out, you know, or like yeah, we had a great we had right a great there. week. Yeah. Like those yeah, are like, phrases that maybe you can leave out. Like I, if, if I, I was asked a question, I, I would have said, "We've had some difficult things happen this week or, or come to light," you know, and 
those are being dealt with in, in a court of law. But at this point, for where WWE is now, X, Y, and Z. Like, there's a way to to acknowledge one, separate it, and acknowledge the other half. And I don't think he did that. I think he blended it all into one thing, and that's how... That's why people got hurt. Well, I also think, too, um, I, it should have just been, like, look, I understand you all are... Like, he should have just led with this before being asked the question. It should have been, yeah. look, I understand there was some news. You know, I get you guys are going to have questions for me. You know, but, like... Unfortunately, I'm not going to have answers for you guys. Like he could have been truly honest and just open and less of the image of the corporate guy and just be like, Hey, like I, I, I don't have a lot of information for you. And quite frankly, I don't think given my connection to, you know, people that the news is about, it would be right for me to be commenting at this moment because of whatever reason. And, you know, not to say that he defends him, but mostly just to be like, you know, it's, it, it's in, it's in an awkward position and stuff like that. So he could just say, so please just, you know, at this time, while things are being worked out, I will have no comment on that. So let's kind of move on. Like he should have led with that at least just to kind uh-huh. of, uh, cause what it does is say one, he acknowledges that this is a thing and he acknowledges that it's a big issue that has just come to light like the day before or two days before and that it's not just something that he's trying to ignore or something he's trying to sweep under the rug or kind of sidestep a little bit. Um, and then it just shows that he's cognizant of it. Yeah. And so, the other thing he had an opportunity to do too, I just want to point out in that is he could have absolutely in that moment also said, and just for the record, sexual assault and sexual whatever is not tolerated in, yeah. in WWE. We find it reprehensible. And victims should, uh, if they feel comfortable, speak out. Like, he has an opportunity in that moment to put, like, plant a flag on issues like that. And someone asked the question, like, what's being done, you know? And his, his thing is everything. Well, like, I get it. Like, that's vague. But, like, you had the opportunity to say, like, zero tolerance. You know what I mean? And it just kind of wasn't. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, I agree with both of you that something should have been said off the top, whether it came from him or Nick Connor, whomever. But when the question started coming in and they asked what's being done and he said everything or whatever the fuck. And then the next question was, did you read it? And he said no. So not. So now I'm thinking... So now I'm thinking like, wait a minute, hold on. I just had a repair done on my car. What, if I asked them, what did you do? Like, what was wrong with the car? They're like, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. But we fixed it. We're doing everything to fix it. But I have no (laughs) idea what was wrong with the car. They didn't read the estimate. You know, like, hold on. How do you know you're doing everything to fix the problem? If you don't know what the problem is. Right. Now, maybe when he answered that question and said, no, I haven't read it, because it's a 67-page fucking document. Look, I'm busy. I haven't read the whole thing, but I have an assistant who read it and you know, summarized it for me. Maybe that's what happened, and I hope that is the case, and that is what happened. Someone summarized it for him. They gave him a one-pager and said, here's what Vince is accused of. Here's what Johnny Ace is accused of. Here's what the company is dealing with. Off you go, and briefed him. But man, 
to say that we're doing everything that we can to fix the problem and not even know what was written in the document. Yeah. I don't know about that, I'm, man. I'm just saying there's, there's an opportunity for him to, to illustrate what WWE stands for in that moment. The WWE does not condone. WWE finds all forms of sexual reprehensible. WWE, like, like in that moment, you like especially considering TKO Endeavor, all this stuff, you could have set the standard for what's acceptable and what's not. From today, from that day onward, right? Yeah. Because we all know what's happened before. People are people are now concerned. Well, you know, well they're concerned for what happened, but people are also very much concerned. Well, what happens? tomorrow and the next day and you had an opportunity to you know kind of put in and less of a you know put your money where your mouth is and again Kadarius Tony number two just fucking dropped the ball and it's it's unfortunate well, talking about dropping balls uh the Ravens and the Chiefs had their championship matchup this past weekend and Regardless of how much Lamar Jackson wants to do, he could not will himself and that team to a victory. It's funny because yesterday morning, an old friend of mine, Mr. Sean Hilton, sent me a GIF. I wasn't a GIF. It was a video, whatever the case. It was a moving image of, you remember that Mr. Perfect vignette of him playing football and he throws the pass and like, wow, it's a great throw. And he goes, runs and catches it and scores a touchdown. (laughs) Lamar Jackson did that in a fucking NFL game. <laughs> like he literally did that. At the halftime, Lamar Jackson was leading the team in passing yards, rushing yards, and was second in receiving yards. That doesn't make sense. And then of course, there was penalty after penalty, Zay Flowers taunting. Say flowers fumbling at the end zone. That that play, I freaked out because I I know you're you're getting in more, but just before we do, that play freaked out because he tried to be hero. He would have fresh downs on the one if you tuck and go to the line, and you either get in or get hidden, or you get hit and you get put down, and you're at the one with a fresh set of downs, and it was just a hero play. It's fun. It's it's not. He's a rookie. I get it. Doesn't and matter. he's been playing this game his whole life. I know. But it's <laughs> it's a high pressure moment. But how many times throughout a course of the season do you see a guy dive to the end zone and you score that touchdown 90% of the time? But there's that 10% of the time where the ball gets knocked out. And that was a game changing moment for the Baltimore Ravens for sure. But yeah, obviously, like hindsight, yes, tuck the ball drop it at the one you only have Gus Edwards and Dalvin cook on the team. Like someone's going to punch that ball Lamar or Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have Lamar, like, yeah. You literally yeah. have Lamar Jackson to run that ball up the middle. So right. Dustin, I'm sorry about the, uh, the Ravens. Um, yeah, I know. And like, I know kind of funny, you know, it's usually reserved. <laughs> you call for it, but so leave the memories alone. I don't want to say, you know, what would be more appropriate, I don't think it exists in the world, but I'm sure AI could create it, is that exact song, but Taylor Swift singing it? Oh, yeah, 100%. We need, we need not go into things that AI can create that Taylor Swift does. Yeah, good point. Oh, God. Okay, you know what? Here's, here's what I want to say about the whole scenario. I'm not even going to go into detail. But the amount of fucking news outlets that was like, 
oh, this thing happened. It's like, you're creating part of the problem. You're directing people to go to Twitter and find it now. What the fuck are you doing? Now people who aren't paying attention or who are like connected to the news of the world like that are now being like that exists and now they're going to look for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just don't, perpetuating just don't, it. Just, just don't look. Just don't yeah. look. Just don't look. That's it. I mean, she rightfully does have a reason to be pissed off. I know I would. I mean, sure, but anyways. Actually, I wouldn't point. because if anything, they'd do me a little bit better than I've been graced with. So I think, yeah, go ahead. Make it, yeah. yeah, more often than not, you'll end up looking better than you yeah. actually are. Uh, who looked real good was Travis Kelsey, though. That I, fucking catch, dude. He, oh. He saved his bet like all the shit where like he's falling off throughout the year. Yeah. He saved his best football for this time of year. And I wonder if that was kind of the thing. Like, I wonder if, you know, he was like, hey, slowing it down for the season and saying, I'm getting older. I got to, I got to turn it on come playoffs to be able to deliver then. Because a lot of people were saying he fell off huge this year. And then the dude just monster game. Well, I will say this, though. Back in October, right when the whole Taylor Swift thing was happening, I put five bucks on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So I'm still sitting okay. You know, I'm not going to be rich. You know, I'm going to make like 25 bucks if <laughs> if the Chiefs end up winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, five times your money is pretty this is a little five times your money. Now, would have been cool if I put a million dollars down on it. Yes, but I don't have a million dollars. So uh, that didn't happen. The Niners and Lions was the Sunday night game. Man, I just don't like the 49ers. I just don't want to see it. I think it's because of like the hype of not hype, but I guess it's like the whole Brock. To me, it's Brock Purdy. The dude will never win anyone over. <laughs> like me. I'm still like, I'm still not believing him, even though he's in the Super Bowl. I'm still not believing him. Yeah. Like, I just think, I think he's a product of having a very good team around him. Yeah, that's like what we said last week, or maybe it was the week before. Of like, here's all the teams in the playoffs. Here's all their quarterbacks. Is Brock Purdy first on your list or last on your list? Because pretty sure he's gonna be last on your list yeah. compared to you know Goff and Lamar and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes and you know CJ Stroud. Like, go down the list of everyone who's in the divisional round. Like, you would take every single one of them over Brock Purdy. And what a choke job by the Lions, eh? It's I get that. The Niners were kind of end to end one of the best teams in the NFL throughout the whole season. But man, you're up like 24 7 at the half. It's. Yeah. And it was really, in my opinion, and I'm clearly on my spare time a head coach in the NFL. I mean, that's obvious. You're going to say this is on Dan Campbell, aren't you? Of course it is. That was some of the worst clock management. That was some of the worst clock management I've seen in a long time. Okay, when, but what about what about receivers not making catches? And what about one in a million plays where the ball bounces off the DB's helmet right well, into not, the? I'm not blaming Dan Campbell for the uh, Debo. It was Debo or was Ayuk? I was Ayuk. Ayuk. for Ayuk's touchdown. I'm not blaming him for that. I mean, when the game is on the line, you have like two minutes left on the clock, and you got you need two scores. Kick the fucking field goal, like what? Because the, the, the more that clock comes down, then you're going to have to use an onside kick. If you had kicked the field goal, had two minutes on the clock, had all your timeouts, you yeah. could have ideally got a defensive stop and got the ball back. But by trying to run the ball all the way down the field and burning timeouts to do it, 
Now you have to recover an onside kick. So that was my issue with it, where I understand that you want to get a touchdown because you, you're going to have to score a touchdown, but the take the points. Just take the points. I just, I, I think it's, I think Campbell's the easy out on it, to be honest. He's a great just, head coach. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. a fantastic head coach. It's just I mean, that was a bad moment for him. It, it was, but I, like I said, I also think it comes down to players you expect to make plays not making plays. Because that Ayuk touchdown, if that doesn't happen, if that's an incomplete pass, the Lions probably win that game. If I forget who the Lions receiver is, that the ball he was wide open, the ball was right there, it was in his hands, and he dropped it. That probably wins the Lions the game. That changes everything, right? It's just I I I see both sides that he's the head coach, that it comes down to his decision making. But at the same time, it also comes down. It's the same thing that we talk about with the Leafs, right? Where we're like Sheldon Keith, this and that is he on. At what point, though, do we separate that? Yes, there's responsibility of the coach, but then there's also expectation of the players to make plays. We'll talk a bit more about this le- next week because we have an entire week off before the Super Bowl. Oh, the next Pro week Bowl- will be Super Bowl heavy. Props, Taylor Swift getting a proposal from Travis Kelsey at the Ooh. Super Bowl. Okay, that, hold on. I think we got to be looking at some props. I that's on FanDuel, eh? I think it's like plus one fifty. Super Bowl. I wrote supper. Super Bowl props. I mean, what's going to be Dude, your Super Bowl supper? He's proposing at the fifty. If no, on. She's. He's gonna. I'm telling you, he's gonna get the Lombardi Trophy. They're gonna be on camera. He's gonna go here. Hold this. She's gonna hold it, and then he's gonna get down on one knee because the image of him proposing while she's holding the Lombardi Trophy is the image that the NFL couldn't pay enough money for. I'm telling you, that is, uh-huh. that if I was Travis Kelsey, that's how I would do it. Also, while you guys looking whatever up, the props. Did you see this? See him calling her sweetie on the on the field is now blown up on the internet with how cute is, man. I've been calling people sweetie forever. I don't get that kind of love. Oh no, I was typing in props because I think that's a good thing for us to discuss next week as we tee up the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah, but preliminary. Thoughts, Chiefs, Niners, who are you picking? Chiefs. I Champions are champions for the reason that until you beat them, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt or you have Yo, to real give talk. them the edge. Quickly, does he not look like Karrion Cross right now? What? My brother. What, Travis like Kelsey? Kelsey? No, my brother. Look at him. Oh, I mean, not really. Oh, I thought he did. I don't know who that is, so... He was like number 18 in the Rumble. <laughs> okay. Actually, total Canadian viewers, according to official statement by TSN, under 17.5 million is at plus 100. Over 17.5 is at minus 122. I think with the Swifties, they're going to want to know. She's getting on that plane from Japan. She's going to be at the Super Bowl. That's going to skyrocket ratings. Dude, the plane but, from dude, Japan to Vegas isn't that long. It's like 13 It's hours. not. And also Japan is ahead of us, so you're going back in time. It doesn't really work that way, but well, no. What I mean is, like, <laughs> if there's 17 hours ahead. It's a 13 hour flight. Like, you will land They're before you took ahead. off. They're 14 yeah. ahead. 
whatever it is, 14 had 13 hour flight. You get my idea. Like if you leave at 10 PM, you're going to land at 9 PM. Like you went back in time an hour. Yeah. But, um, what's it called? I, I just, I think it's the chiefs. I think that they're peaking at the right time. I think Kelsey's on. And I also think, um, they've just, they've shown why specifically Mahomes, not that I'm a Mahomes guy. I mean, I think I've, you know, people know I'm kind of annoyed and kind of over it, but you have to respect what the dude does and how successful he's been. So I just think it's, and if you were to have to say, I want the Niners with Purdy or the Chiefs with Mahomes, regardless of having CMC, IU, Debo, and, you know, the Niners defense, which has been very good. And Kittle. I, I just think, Kittle, I just think you can't, you can't bet against Mahomes with how successful he's been on this stage. You know who else you can't bet against? Andy Reid. Yeah. I was I mean, going to say Taylor Swift, but okay. Low key. <laughs> Low-key, they all talk about, oh, is Patrick Mahomes the best, the GOAT? Man's got more accolades before Tom Brady did in his career. But what about Andy Reid? That dude's got to be up there for GOAT coach conversations. I know Belichick's up there, but at the top. Oh, he, like, he, is for, he is for sure. He's not on Belichick's level yet. He could be. No, but I think he's, I think he is. Um, okay, wait. What's so, it? wait. Who's a bigger threat to the GOAT status? Mahomes or Reed? Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes to Brady and Reed to Belichick? Mahomes because Mahomes is like 26 and this could potentially be his third Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He would have like another 15 years to get four more. He could get as many rings as Brady before he turns 30. That's wild, eh? Yeah. And and, I mean... He won't, but let's see. Yeah, he won't, but... Yeah, it's possible, but I just think, yeah. So for me, I I would say I'm going Chiefs on this. Yeah, I think for the you know the basic reason Maddie said at the end of the day, champions are champions for a reason. This team, for all intents and purposes, should not be here, but they are despite that, and I think in spite of that, they're going to be Super Bowl champions. You thought that one out beforehand, didn't you? No, nah, man, came up with it on the spot. <laughs> For no other reason than Taylor Swift, I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I picked them back in October just because of Taylor Swift for no other reason, and I'm sticking to it. Do you think? Do you think because of her, and you know, obviously, it, it's the single biggest sporting event on the planet. But do you think because of her, we see record viewership number? Yeah, for sure. They're charging. She is unlocked. For ads, for sure. Yeah. She has unlocked an entire audience that never would have watched football. Right. They said that the increased revenue this year, strictly from her alone, has been upwards of $330 The The thing is, is I think the reason, like when people are saying, oh, I don't think their proposal is real. Apparently, like they've actually discussed engagement. And people are like, oh, it's only been since October, man, people in those lifestyles move way quicker than we do, man. Like they don't have the issues to worry about that. We do being like, Oh, financial or shit yeah. like that. You know, yeah. like, can we afford a house? Can we afford 15? Yeah. Okay. It's just like, yeah, but 
we already have the six others. Can we really get the seventh? They have to worry about what what private island they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I. We live on different parts of the city. (laughs) Like, I'll just fly (laughs) to you across New York. Like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. In my helicopter. But, like, legitimately, like, they, there's things that they don't have to worry about that we as plebs do. Um, And then also, too, with that, you know, it's not like they spend every waking minute with each other. He's a professional athlete. He's training. He's playing. She's touring. She's traveling. Like, I mean, it's not like they have to spend every waking minute with each other either, right? So I just, I think it's a legitimate shot he does it. Yeah, I do too. I may lay money on it. It's at, uh, it's gone up to like plus 950 now. Ooh, that's value. (laughs) That's value. Like, could you, especially for someone like Taylor Swift, who's, you know, like Travis Kelsey starts dating Taylor Swift, shoots his shot. The NFL runs into it. It becomes a phenomenal across the world. It's dude, a song. Yeah. And dude, think about this. It's a movie. If they're going to stay together, like if they already, like Matt said, like if they discussed engagement, whatever, if they have plans, let's say they do. Let's say they've talked it over like, yeah, we'd love to get married. You're not going to be able to replicate that moment. Like that is Ever. the only opportunity potentially to do it in that moment on that stage the two, like, and if you're Travis Kelsey, it's the two biggest victories of your life, right? Like you have the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift. You're only going to get one shot to to marry them both with you. And that is in that moment. Then there's also the possibility of the NFL saying, hey, Travis. If you're thinking about this. No, no, not even. What's the big deal if you get engaged and you don't get married? Who gives a shit? Yeah. What about... What's the big deal if you're engaged for a year, two years, three years? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Hey, Travis. Let me tell you we'll something. We'll give you 50 million. Like, huh? We'll, we'll hand you a check right fucking now, buddy. We'll buy the ring. Do it, yeah. everything you want. And you just got to do it. Make sure it's on our television. You get your money. We get our viewers. We get the moment. You guys can stay together, Dude. not stay together. Who gives a shit? They give him $200 million. There's still a net gain of $130 because of this woman. You know what I mean? Like they could give him yeah. upwards of that At this money. point, they found money, right? Right. That's what I mean, right? So you might as well. Would If if it happened, would it be the single biggest Super Bowl moment of all time? It would be the biggest pop culture moment of all time. I, I agree. I just think like the only thing stopping it would be if they discussed engagement and they said, you know, maybe not now or they're not ready, like maybe in six months or a year. Or if she was like, you know, like if, if it was something that was casually discussed and saying that she would like it to be like a private moment because their lives are both so, you know, ultra hyper um, viewed. Also that true. she could, if, if it comes down to them saying, you know, they kind of want something more private for themselves because of their lifestyles, then sure. Um, but, or this is what I think. What if, Leading up to the Super Bowl, he did it. He did it. You talked me into it. I put five bucks on him saying, uh, proposing to her. I love it. (laughs) But here's the other thing. Okay. What if leading up to the Super Bowl, before she goes to Japan, he proposes and she says yes. And then they recreate it for the Super Bowl, but keep it quiet. Also true. Right. Yeah. So that. So they get their private moment, but then they get the big Super Bowl proposal. Mm -hmm. Man, just think of all the moments after that, because then they're going to be like a gender reveal party, 
And that will be like the most watched thing on television ever. I, I, like I honestly with LeBron. But... <laughs> <laughs> it would rival a royal wedding. I'm not going to lie. It would be the closest so, thing the Americans have to a royal wedding. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I'm trying to think of other things in pop culture. Like Live Aid, pretty big, right? <laughs> pretty big. Woodstock. Live Aid was pretty big. Like Queen <laughs> was there and U2 and, you know, Led Zeppelin. This could be, like, this could be bigger. Like in terms of a single moment in time. I don't know, man. I, I I struggle to find in pop. Like, listen, I'm not talking like, oh fuck, you know, fuck Tiananmen Square. This is it's all like I'm not saying that. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking pop culture, right? Like, like positive things in pop culture, right? Yeah, like, like I'm talking about not pop culture, not historical. Him. Like I'm not discounting Anne Frank here. I'm saying. In pop culture, I can't think of anything that beats it. I it would, it, it would be I, to me. I think it's incomprehensible of what that would do next morning, like news outlets, That's sports talk shows, today, everything. Show, it, CNN, it would everything for yeah. weeks. Yeah, and then the wedding, and then if it happens, as Dustin said, they could be like, you know what, fuck it, we don't care if you stay together, just give us our moment. Right? Could you imagine the next season the NFL films, like the commercial Ooh. they would do? Dude, give me hard knocks, but it's the wedding. <laughs> it's just fucking then, keeping give, up with no, the No, give me a hard knocks and the honeymoon. Yeah. Give me all that. Mm. I'll it's, watch it. It's it's not but on, be on the week. W network. <laughs> be hard knocks. Hallmark hard knocks on, on E and the W network. But I, I next week, yeah, discuss the props because I, I love I, I set aside like forty bucks every Super Bowl for some props, and then I set aside like a hundred bucks to actually bet on the game and some parlays. So yeah, yeah, we'll talk about some props next week. I was gonna talk about Netflix today, but you know what? I don't really want to talk more about WWE right now. So we're just gonna go to everyone's favorite segment of the week. Show, show. That's right. It's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week because it's the segment where we get to hear Maven's entrance music from his incredibly long run with the WWE. And shoutouts is where we try to end on a high note, on a positive note. Uh, relatively heavy episode talking about Vince McMahon and Hockey Canada. So we like to end on some positivity. So my shoutout goes to Slim Jims. Why Slim Jims? Because... The whole Vince McMahon thing came out and the WWE's response was, yeah, we're aware of it and we're going to handle it internally. And then Slim Jim came out and said, we are pausing all of our sponsorship dollars to WWE. Nice. And then, and then all of a sudden you get a statement from Vince McMahon saying, I am resigning and I am <laughs> stepping away. So after all that, Vince McMahon gets taken down by Slim Jim. All it took, yeah. All it took was Slim Jim to be like, we're not doing this. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. They've been so, around together. They, they've been together for since what? The 80s? 70s? Well, they they were gone for a long time. They went they went to yeah. WCW because they followed yeah, the Macho Man. Yeah, they followed the Macho Man. Yeah. 
You guys would know, like, the history of the advertisers for <laughs> the wrestling. The history of Slim Jim and wrestling. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. um, I, had a, I had a bunch of guys over to watch the Rumble, which you guys did not attend. Dude, um, it was my anniversary. Like, relax. I know. And, I, and you would have hey. all been sick. Yeah. Did you see the 20-ounce steak, by the way? I did see the steak. It looked really Dude. good. I so I checked it after because I was like I'm very curious and I know I'm like kind of stealing your shadow moment but I just I did you ask them to talk bring about a scale? No, it's fifteen hundred calories at stake and one hundred and forty five <laughs> grams of protein, <laughs> and it was fucking delicious. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I went to Walmart before and I went and got some uh, packs of Slim Jims. So we were snapping into some Slim Jims when LA Knight came out. It was pretty. How fun. many guys? Yeah. So wait, yeah, how many guys? Uh, it was myself. It was our bald friend Ryan, and it was—I say bald just because it's funny. And then there was also my nephew Jake, and his friend Christian, and my buddy Paul. So there was nice. f- five people. So and the best part me... about it all is that none of them ended up in the backyard. Huh. I don't get it. I don't get it. The that guy who had his buddies over for the Chiefs game and like. Three of them didn't survive. They were found in the backyard. Oh God! I don't. Even, I didn't hear I didn't the story. story. You haven't heard about this? No. This thing's big news. Like for the for the Chiefs game, like two weeks ago, this guy had his buddies over to watch the game, and then, like, I guess he like fell asleep apparently, thinking they went home, and the guy had parked his truck up the road, and the girlfriend, one of the guys, like, this guy hasn't come home, and she was like, "Find my iPhone." The three, three of them were dead in the backyard. Holy fuck. Yeah, look oh, up the story. It's fucking that. crazy. That joke oh. doesn't stick now because you guys didn't know no, what happened. <laughs> but <laughs> but the sentiment begin with. <laughs> but the sentiment stands. I'm very happy they weren't in right. the backyard. <laughs> yeah, look That's it up. Fire. It's I'm wild, gonna, man. Yeah, it's I'm a gonna, wild gonna, story. Nobody can figure that. it out right now. They're waiting for toxicology, but it's crazy. So what you're telling me is you're in a room with a bunch of guys eating meat sticks. Yep. <laughs> Watching wrestling. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping meat. Yep. Yeah, you know what it is? It's uh, Will Ferrell in The Ladies Man where he's like, we're going to oil each other up and perform Greco-Roman wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched that movie forever. I'm going to watch that because I just recently watched Employee of the Month. I'm going back and watching all those movies that were great like in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Leon Filth. The Ladies Man. Yes, that is my drink. I did recently rewatch all the Hangover movies. Still funny. Okay, first Dude. good, second really good, third fell off. I'm telling I you, agree. don't fuck those movies. Go watch the jank, like go watch Employee of the Month. It's janky as fuck, but it makes me laugh because it's so janky. Well, if you want a janky but funny movie, The Hangover pretty much just a ripoff of the movie Very Bad Things. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you haven't seen this movie. You should check that one out because it's like hangover but dark. Yeah, interesting. Okay, what was the other one like that with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller back in the day where they were like, he's all that. Dead? No, cool they had to, like, they, um, they were in like a club, like a society, and they were like, I forget what it was called, but all those oh, teams like, in that era, Dead Poets Society. No, no, not Dead Poets. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like the skeletons or something like yeah. that. I, I know, yeah, with Ryan Felipe, and she, like yeah. I'm, I'm aware of what movie it was. Um, like I see like the logo where it was like a silvery, stony skull yeah. that was like in a circle. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
Jim, shout out. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to go to somebody we already referenced, and I'm going to say shout out to Taylor Swift because, dude, number one, what a fucking uh, supportive... Like, she's the biggest fucking star in the world. Goes and supports, is becomes a football fan basically overnight. Um, you know, and then to have all these things happen to you as... And then, you know, I got to assume she's taking it in stride based on, you know, they're having everything removed. Looks like the internet. Like, dude, they say everything lives on the internet. And, like, they've done a pretty good job. Like, if Taylor Swift's like, I need that gone, apparently you can do it. Because, it, like, that stuff seems to have been wiped. Oh, she could probably hire the CIA if she wanted to to get rid of it. That's what I'm saying, right? But those are difficult things to go through. Especially, like, that's not you. But someone is, is kind of you know, putting you in those, in that position and, and stuff like that. And that's kind of shitty. So to take it all in stride like that, shout out. Did you say it was a Sarah Michelle Geller movie? Do I make that up? No. She's what it. actor were you talking about? No. Okay. The movie is the skulls. I just, no, no, sorry. Remember. But what actor were we talking about? He just Sarah said Michelle. it's like a Sarah Michelle Geller movie. Okay, so he did say Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. So when you said that, I jokingly said she's all that because I'm just thinking of a, a movie of that time frame, thinking that she's not even in that movie. Sarah Michelle Gellar is in that fucking movie. Oh, the skull is uncredited. Even I was thinking of it was oh. she is uncredited girl in cafeteria in she's all that. Interesting. I was thinking of yeah. cruel intentions. I said cruel intentions. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the one. Okay, because and then when you're like a secret society, I was like, no, it's the skulls. Yeah. I Whatever. think I got those two mixed up because they're all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I agree though. Just to to be on that kind of stage and that platform and take that all in stride, like that's it's tough to do. And um considering like her station, everything going on, like I think she's yeah, handled it. I agree. Dude, there's a well. cruel intentions too. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> they should have called it cruel. No, they should have called the it cruelest, intentions. Intention. <laughs> this time, the intentions are crueler. And then three is the cruelest intentions. Yeah, the yeah. cruelest of intentions. <laughs> Amy oh Adams God. did it, which is wild. But dude, the fact that I love when these movies that we watch like get sequels that we've never heard of. Like I bet she's like Employee of the Month too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there Fuck. probably is. Well, Good it's like luck, American Pie. Apparently, American Pie um, has, like, not apparently. They have all these, like, straight-to-video, like, spin-offs. Yeah, like Bandcamp, like American Pie yeah. Bandcamp. And it takes yeah. place in a frat house. In American yeah. Pie frat house or whatever. It's so stupid. There is a but, Cruel Intentions 3 as well. <laughs> is it? Is it Keep, subtitled The Cruelest Intentions? The intentions, the intentions have gotten even crueler. <laughs> the... The intentions are even Dude. more intended. <laughs> in a world where the intentions are even crueler. <laughs> crueler. Cru- Yo, cruelest that, intentions. That 90s movie voice commercial guy is the best. Dude, man, man made bank for sure. Oh, 100%. Fuck it. I'm changing my shadow to that guy. <laughs> to movie trailer guy? Yeah. In a world. Oh, and it was always in a world or yeah. in a time. Yeah. <laughs> in a something. But no, um, my shout out, uh, it's like a little less, you know, cool as you guys, but uh, mine's actually for Austin Matthews. Dude is absolutely ripping the league apart. Uh, 40 goals before the all-star break and fastest leaf to 600 points. 
Um, I mean, I think this is, you know, everyone worried like he got paid and maybe he'd take a slowdown. It, it's like he got paid and he's like, I'm going to show you why you're paying me this. Or he's like, you know what I mean? And it's just, I, I don't think as much as he made that massive gaffe on that change uh, last week on the line change, he got benched. I just think the dude is outright showing everything you could ask or giving you everything you could ask for from him this season. You know, he's, he's playing bigger. I saw him throw a few hits in both Winnipeg games, defensive game. It's high level. He's putting the puck in the net at a torrid pace and, gave, you know, gave the belt back to Sammy. Yeah. And just like shit like that. Great leadership, right? Where they gave him the belt and he said, no, nah, and give it to him. I just think that it's, it's time when people wonder what happens with Tavares, I think it's time to say like he's the captain of this team. Like I think beyond just being the best player on the team, I think he's showing it through character and play away from the puck and outside of scoring the goals. So yeah, that's mine. And to wifey for five years of, of marriage and putting up with my nerdiness and childlike tendencies and 20 ounce steaks and my love of Gengar. And pandas. In a world where you've been married <laughs> for five years. Yeah. So there we go. So so coming up next week, maybe we'll talk about who's the captain now. <laughs> John Tavares is it. Awesome math. Oh! We are gonna talk about we are gonna talk about the Super Bowl props as we will be quickly approaching. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> quickly approaching the Super Bowl. All of that and a whole lot more. Again, thank you to Now Your Treasures for sponsoring this episode. We'll see you next week. But until then, help control the pet population and have your pet spayed or neutered. <laughs>